And yes, welcome to the BBC, and this is a download from BBC Six Music. We're taking you into the realms of the podcast, so to find out more, go to bbc.co.uk slash six music. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. This is the actual podcast now. Rolling? Yeah. Trevor, you got me near the mic. Sorry, we're rolling, yes. on. Right, thanks for downloading our podcast. Uh, even Chris Moores himself has recommended it now, hasn't he? What did yes. he say, Trev? Yeah, Don't say a bit about him not used to liking me, but liking me now. Okay, he didn't not used to like you, he's always liked you. Consistently <laughs> liked me. Even Good old Moores. Even when he was born, he liked you, and you weren't even born at that point. That was a premonition that he must have had. Yeah. Who else has been recommending us lately? Someone else, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I went Jonathan on, Ross. Jonathan Ross. I was uh, on Joe Wiley the other day, she likes me. A lot of BBC Radio talent. Matt, why have you got this expression of cynicism etched across your angry you brow? They like me, they like me, they like me, as if you're an abstract concept. You are you. I am me! Look at my body! Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just up his you get out in the sun, and, mate. Uh, yeah, you want look pale? Yeah, really like pale. Corpse. Yeah. You say, yeah, I do look like a corpse. You want to watch that though? That would be yeah, got two moles. That's more that. worrying for me. That mark there. That lesion. That is that a well, lesion. Don't examine my corpse. Oh, don't I'm not a cadaver. A... You're not medical student. Don't this ain't Victorian days. I ain't Frankenstein. This uh, this is going to be an intro to a podcast. All right, welcome. Thanks for the podcast. Listen to it now. Thanks for the podcast. You did it. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Love you. BBC Six Music. That was Echo and the Bunny Men. This is Six Music. I'm Russell Brand. We're in. Guess what? It's a really good atmosphere. I think it's going to be a really good show. I'm here with Matt Morgan. He's in charge of the buttons. Yo, Matt. Hey, Russ. Why are you so downbeat? What's wrong with you? Oh, I've just, you know. What, you think I'm being like a cliche God, DJ? Yo, Matt. How am I just being that? upbeat, Matt. Is that a crime? Sorry, I'll tell you what, let's go through life all dour, hating everything and being all <laughs> cynical so that your friends have to build a cultural review into their radio show so that you have some contact with life. Trevor Locks here, he's in charge of competitions and phone calls. Cocky Locky, you alright, mate? Good morning, good Sunday morning. You stayed at my house last night, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yeah. Trevor Locks slept what on my settee. Did you like it? It was a very comfortable settee, yeah. It's nice. Did you sleep well? Uh, not that well, no. There was a few interruptions. What seems to be the trouble, Doctor? Well, there was some noise uh, coming from another room. There yeah. was a cat that... My cat, Morrissey. Yeah. He slept on my bed. Did he? Well, not my bed. It's a sofa and it's yours. It's funny, Trev, how you suddenly take control of things and claim to own things. Was that your phone going off, Trev? Yes, it was. What's wrong with you? I've turned mine off. It's really unprofessional. Functioning. Anything else happened with Trevor with those Italian girls, the teenage girls, aged 17, that you've got inappropriately and, in my view, illegally living in your house? (laughs) Well, they brought a young man home the other day and walked in... Probably just trying to have a natural childhood, Trev. Don't begrudge them that. He he walked into the bathroom and saw my dinkle. Oh, my God. Why? Why would you even leave it in there? You should keep it with you all the time, Trev. I mean, I know you don't use it often. It was my spare one. I was washing it. I'll tell you what, if I were you, I'd make the switch now, start <laughs> using that one straight away, because the one you've got is a bloody nuisance. Matt Morgan, we'll be doing your culture review a bit later, won't we? I'm sulking after you introduced it like that. Why? I said, why don't we build a bit of the show? <laughs> You're miserable. Yeah. Oh, don't feel attacked, Matt. I just no, said I that really. to, for a bit of a laugh. So what we're talking about today, love. We're talking about love First and everything. Love. Ah, oh, love, eh? I mean, it just Isn't dwarfs it? everything, doesn't it, eh? Love. Once you, when you, you know, you, sometimes you get all, I don't mean, I'm just talking from a personal perspective, you might get all, like, I don't know, vain, egotistical, obsessed by your own self, you know, and then you think, oh, love, that's bigger than all that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's dangerous and should be held at arm's length. I suppose so. What, do you think in sort of a, an Aldous Huxley-style future world, love would be outlawed for being dangerous? No. 
Or like in Clockwork Orange. <laughs> <laughs> it might really be. Silly. What about in Clockwork Orange? No one loves each other there, do they? Oh, except that writer and his wife, they love each other. But look what happened to them two. Them lads turned up round, all dressed oh, up no. in masks. And Terrible business. Behaved awfully towards them. Trev, what's your the story of your first love? Well, it's very... Um, it's. Well, I'm sure it is unpleasant, particularly for the poor <laughs> lady or man involved in it, or perhaps or, or whichever pet it was that you set about. <laughs> no, it was a young lady. I didn't fall in love with anything else. It was... Uh, well, her name was Jo. Yeah. And uh, we... I took her to see Romeo and Juliet. Clichéd. Very clichéd. How old were you? Eighteen, seventeen. What had you been doing up until then, Trev? Why had you had no love till then? I reckon he was falling in love with finger puppets yeah. until that day. Why? Well, but I was embarrassed about Joe, falling in love. I was really embarrassed about falling. If I liked a girl, I was, I was sort of very humiliated by it. It's probably Trev because you spent your entire school years with a paper dragon on your hand called Ricky. No, that was only about three months. And well, what about all the, the animal killing as well that you indulged in as a child? Really about that, and that's been exaggerated for comic effect, and it's probably run its course now. <laughs> I don't think it has run its course, Trevor. <laughs> a lot of people think that animal cruelty is right up there, quite high up on the agenda. It's nice you trying to dwarf it. If I had something to be that deeply ashamed of, I'd try and belittle it as well. You can't minimise stuff like that, Trevor. Animal cruelty is overrated. <gasps> Right, me. Right. I, I, I hope the Animal Liberation Front are listening to this radio show. Yes, yeah, so you, do I. You announced your address last week, or, or your phone number on the podcast last week. Let's have, your, let's have your address this time. You should have seen Matt Morgan then do a cough <laughs> be, behind his head. Like, oh, I'm on radio. I'll do a cough like I'm an old lady coughing into her handbag <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> oh, I'll keep this cough in here for later. It can come for me now. My dicky's gone. Why are you touching yourself when you get I excited? I think it might be because... He gets excited by an idea. He gets all on a run and he touches himself. I, I eroticise entertainment, that's why. I'm, a, I'm an erotic kind of guy. Now? Just fancied it. I felt like the used two were bunching up against you him. Know, thought, you're not allowed to stand on that thing because it echoes. Oh, God. For the benefit I'm of the listeners... It's like a bat cave, Russell this doesn't have a normal microphone like most DJs. He gets an own microphone shipped in every Sunday morning. He stands like a rock star. I might pull down my trousers and pants. Oh, now Matt's coughing down his jumper. What's wrong with I'm you? I'm trying not to cough on the radio. I'm professional. Unlike you, who eats fruit down the mic. You're like... Sounds like someone trudging around on a farm. You're coughing, <laughs> coughing away like Charlie Cotton. Trying to do a radio show with Charlie I've Cotton. i hair in my throat. Guys, That's guys, it. it's love this morning. All right, we're talking about love. So if you've got any stories about love, I'll give you the address in a minute. Also, later on, there's going to be Matt's cultural review. <laughs> Trevor's Sonic Enigma. That'll be a laugh. Uh, Noel Gallagher reckons he's coming. Coming in here, we've got uh, Lisa Moore. She's going to pop down. Kimberly Stewart, all sorts of people. Trevor's got some woman who's coming in here to sell us cookies, ain't you, Trev? Yes. Mr. G will be doing a poem. We've got loads of stuff, but first of all, we're going to be talking about love. Also, me, Matt, and Trev <laughs> went and had tubes fed <laughs> up inside our anuses yesterday, and all of our poo pumped out. And uh, colonic irrigation, I think, is what, is what it's called. Colonic hydrotherapy. Hydro colonic hydrotherapy. We're going to be telling you all about that and our different reactions to it. Obviously, I took it like a gentleman. Trev. <laughs> treated it like a girlfriend. Let's listen to Jackie Wilson. If you want to tell us about your first love or any kind of love, text us on 64046 or email me at russell6 at uk. Also, guess who's number two in the podcast charts? iTunes podcast, did the I charts? Us, that's who. Yes, that's right. Are you proud, Matt, to be number two in the podcast chart? Very proud, but it's made me hungry for one. Hungry for one. <laughs> we've got to get to number one and we're going to do something bizarre and exciting when that day eventually comes, aren't we, Trev? We are. We're going to do a, an absolute 
extraordinary we were thinking of having a banquet on a roundabout a banquet on a roundabout with homeless people come up with some ideas to help come up with some ideas if you want we can't promise we'll do them but we're going to do something extraordinary when we get to number one in the podcast charts assuming that we do assuming that we do we're going to just push on it's an assumption it's an assumption but it's a dangerous assumption it's a dangerous one but isn't that what made Britain great dangerous assumptions colonialism and oppression and war isn't that what made Britain great text us 64046 email russell.6music at your love is affecting me in a way that I can only describe as positive, you know, in an altitude sense, Jackie Wilson. It's difficult not to feel upbeat after listening to Jackie Wilson singing that. This is Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Trevor Lock. We're talking about love. What are you on about about love then, Matt? That it makes you feel ill or something? <laughs> <laughs> makes you feel depressed. Like thinking love that, makes you feel depressed. Well, at the moment, because I'm not in love, it's mm. like Christmas. When it's not Christmas and you hear a, a carol, seems inappropriate. So that song, you think, oh, this was written when someone was in love. There was some love out there. There must be genuine love in that song, wasn't there, I suppose? Whoever wrote that must have, when they wrote it, must have been clear that's got genuine love in it. That's you, hope, like you hope, you hope it's well, not some cynical guy with a pen behind his ears chugging on a fag going, yeah, this is a good chord progression. Trevor, if it was that guy, I imagine <laughs> he'd, his songwriter would be interrupted by you pulling down his trousers and pants and sexually invigorating him. Well, if that's how you want to play it, yeah. Yeah, that is how I perceive you, Trev. Um, as a person who literally sucks up to the mad. A muse for Motown. A muse for Motown, a sexual I'll muse for role. Motown. Yeah. I think you could do it, Trev. I think you've got records. it in you. Right, we've got some interesting, like, we've been talking about love on our thing, the Six Music Message Board. How do people look at that, Trev? How do they look at that? I they mean, go, I know they, they go, use their eyes and their computers, <laughs> but I mean, there's probably some technical rather, information. You know, disappointing and sordid little festival of you, nastiness. Really. You think that's their perspective? Yeah. They think, you think they regard it as a festival of nastiness? Yeah, I think that's so, how yeah. I regard your sex life, Trevor. <laughs> okay. A carnival of cruelty, a mardi gras of malcontent that oh, takes at place. At least it's only once every pants. four years, though, eh? But um, not, not too shabby recently. Trevor had it off on Thursday with a girl. Now he's got embarrassed about it. Trevor had it off on Thursday with a girl. He threw his headphones on the floor. Trevor's just thrown his headphones on the floor. Trevor, you're not Keith Moon. Pick up those headphones at once and be like, this is the BBC. Put that in the podcast. You're not Cliff Richard either. No, Trev, you are allowed to have sex. It's not like your sex life is abhorrent. Are you crying or laughing, Trev? Are you embarrassed about your sex life, Trev? What's her name? Uh, <laughs> no, let's not do this. No, because she's embarrassed. Why are you embarrassed for? Is she listening? Oh, right, okay, because he's married. He's embarrassed because he's married and it's illegal to have it off when you're married. Yeah, but come on, Trevor, your marriage oh, is an absolute farce. Why have you got yellow stuff on your elbow? I've, um... Sort of I reckon it's connected to this sex he's been okay. having. One day he had sex, next day he turns up at work with yellow on his elbow. It's not a coincidence. All right, let's, 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 um, let's read out some of these mails while Trevor recomposes himself. I've Get it together. Text, yeah. Go on then, Matthew, read it out, mate. <clears throat> Trevor, Matt and Russell. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm going to do a text now. <clears throat> That's how you I come cough? across. Yeah, you cough. Yeah, you cough. I've got something in my throat. Isn't it, this isn't the old <clears throat> days. You're not that Keith Wolverhampton. Stop touching yourself. Let me read this out. All right, got him. Trevor, Matt and Russell. To my eternal shame, my first love was Stu Francis of Crackerjack fame. I liked him. Hiya, yep. kids. Hiya, Stu. Ooh, I could crush a grape. Ooh, I could wrestle an action man. Ooh, I could jump off a Wendy house, to name but three. Okay. As I was eight, he was on the telly. It was never really going to come to much. Mm. Listen to this bit. My first true love in real life was last year, and it's a laborious story I won't bore you with. 
<laughs> Brilliant. We're not interested in laborious it was last stories. Year, so she was in love last year. Now it's become a laborious story. I How quickly it turns around. Exactly, that's my point. So one minute you're in love, the next minute it's become a laborious story. Probably like Trevor's forthcoming divorce. Here's a, this is from Rumblebee. I know a guy who first realised he was gay when watching Rent-A-Ghost. Something about Mr. Claypole's tight jester outfit created a stirring. That's from Rumblebee. I liked Mr. Claypole as well. I liked his, the fact he had that little... Little Mr. Claypole thing. That, did he blame that for stuff? Did he go, I think Miss little Mr. Claypole might have touched your bottom, Mrs. Popoff. Well, I think that's, <laughs> that's coming from your own experience. Of but hey, listen, <laughs> little Russell makes a lot of crazy decisions, Matt. I won't have that guy condemned. Yes, He's just making his way through life. Yeah, no, I used to love Rent a Ghost. That it was weird. You're on they? about quite a lot. It was pretty weird. Yeah, neighbours who lived next door. They were just trying to live their lives. The Meekers. They were they were the Meekers. Oh, we're upset. The Meekers. Why? Why, why did you even need to rent a ghost for? Yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? Didn't even make sense as a concept. Then there's that witch, Missy Sank. She was quite sexy. Scottish, she was... wasn't she? Super grand later in life. I don't know if she was, but I know that she had sort of quite. She sort of had the twin assets of being an old lady, but sexy, and having quite big boobs. Strange, wasn't it? Yeah. Rent a ghost. I used to fancy old lady. I used to, used to fancy Ruth Mad. That's one of my first You've, loves. Yeah, I fancied Ruth, Ruth Mad. She goes, "Hello, campers. Hello, Mr. Fairbrothers." Oh, she was well sexy. And what about them other three women with their nice legs? What, yeah, I, like, I fancied yeah, them. It was yeah. them three women in the yellow jacket. They were meant to make us feel like that. Spike, Spike. There's a competition. Spike dressed as a banana. I fancied that Always guy. <laughs> <laughs> Spike, and, Spike. And that woman in Heidi Low. Talking about. Yeah, Heidi High was good. Yeah. All these things. There was a sublim well, not subliminal sex, but subtextual sex. I mean, it wasn't like they were going, right, here is sexual imagery to hook you in, in prepubescent viewers. But that's how it works, wasn't it? Yeah, completely. But, like, Ruth Maddock was sexy. Or yeah, she was. was. But then Even though she had short hair, which wasn't customary, you wouldn't fancy that normal. She had a short skirt, and she was well Oh, Mr. Fairbrothers. Yeah, she was rude, wasn't she? Yeah. You could tell what she'd do out. that bird in... Hello, hello. He's like, oh, Rene. Oh, Rene. Vicky Michelle. Oh, we want to. Let's get Vicky Michelle on the show, Trev. Oh, yeah. You like Vicky Michelle, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, Vicky Michelle was beautiful. How can we ever justify getting her on the show? I th I'll think of a way. Yeah, I know you will. You're always girl. luring people in. The poor Papini Stop sisters. It. The Papini sisters have moved into a shelter for battered women just to get away from Trevor Locke. The Pipettes have rejected me. The Pipettes, Trev, have had the good sense to stay out of this studio, which has become known in the pop music industry as Trevor Locke's lair. It's his crib of hatred and deviance. We've got another message here from Miss Ratweeba. Miss Ratweeba, that's a strange bit of language. My first love was Raphael, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. From the film, not the cartoon, this person specifies. She's not mad. <laughs> I didn't know about sex then. I was about five, so it was all very innocent, though ultimately doomed as he was A, a mutant, B, fictional, and C, living in New York. I <laughs> 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 bother to, all right, fair enough. I can get over this fictional thing, and, I, and I'm not prepared to overlook being a mutant. I'm a forward-thinking person, but, you know, long-distance love affairs, aren't they ultimately doomed and frustrating? Just ask Cocky Locky there, staring listlessly at his own lap. The seat of so much guilt and hatred, that groin, that cauldron of sex and hatred that is Trevor Locke's ghoulie area. Poor old Trev. 
Poro Kakalaki. If you fancy that, if it, how can you fancy one Ninja Turtle when they're all identical? They're all the same. I suppose different colours and different weapons. Trevor, Matthew, because I tell you why, because of their personalities, Matthew. I Some people consider personalities when falling in love. Not like you seeing sex as a sort of a lineup, like the usual suspects. You wandering <laughs> along with with a riding crop, jabbing people in the abdomen, going, "Huh, huh." I mean, they're all the same, but that one's got a slightly nicer gutty one. I like that one's shins. Huh, huh. And this is nothing like you with your boob obsession how dare you <laughs> matt morgan when i am the closest thing to jermaine greer you're likely ever to get in a man <laughs> i couldn't be any more feminist if i had instead of my delightful dinkle that other thing that they have that we prize so highly <laughs> should we ever listen to uh, right in a minute we're gonna listen to the yeah yeah yeahs but first a little bit of propaganda for a program that i'm actually in it's a rob bryden program but then the yeah yeah yeahs Turn into the yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Russell Brand and Six Music. I'm here with it's good song. Math. It's brilliant, isn't it? I like that song. It's good, isn't it? Why do you like it? Because the melody's good. It's good. Cause the melody's good. Well, cause I'm a bit like Rain Man. Some cause the melody's good. Some of my rubbish. These good, days that you were in there. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. all sorts of different things, like standing up, sitting down, moving about. Cocky, lucky. Why are you so despondent for? I'm not despondent. I'm, I'm really happy. You seem all downbeat about some things. No. You've been exposed. No. <laughs> What's wrong with you? No, I've just, just re received a disturbing message, that's all I'm Yeah, well, here's another disturbing message. Back your ideas up, Locke. We've all got jobs to do. Here's another, there's something called <laughs> the message board. My, this is from Schnoody Wiggler. They've got funny names, everyone, on the message Schnoody board. Schnoody Wiggler. Schnoody Wiggler. I think they make them up just for the message board. No. Well, you know, Trevor is a made-up name at some point. My first crush was on a blonde boy in my class called Kevin. I thought he was lovely, so I wrote him a poem during one poetry lesson. Perfect time to do it, in my view. I was seven, and I'd like to share it with you. Kevin kicks footballs all day. Every day he will say, violence I hate, I'm in love with my date, no footballer will stand in my way. It actually spells Kevin if you read it down. Yeah, because the first line starts with Kevin, the next word starts with every day. That's quite and good it's violence. Seven it's Do right. you believe she was seven? Because like that's a it was clever of her to mimic that uh, that poetic clever, device. We've got a poetry expert, Mr. G's here. You can just copy, can't you? What do you mean copy? Well, you've seen another poem where somebody did that with Dave, so you do it with Kevin. Trevor, why do you Trevor, have to diminish you everything? Like it's not diminishing. The way people get addicted to drugs. Yeah, you see another poem, like Dave. You yeah. write a poem about Kevin. Yeah, <laughs> seen it. Before times. you know it, you've written a haiku on your arm with a compass. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Trev. It actually spells Kevin. I don't know why I remember it, probably because it rhymes. It didn't work. He didn't want to be my boyfriend. But years later, when we left school, in my yearbook, he wrote, I'll always feel that an opportunity slipped through my fingers. That's beautiful, isn't it? At the it? age of seven, an opportunity slipped through his fingers. That's... <laughs> yeah, all sorts were slipping through my fingers when I was seven. Tadpoles, skips, happiest <laughs> days of my life, they were. So, Trevor, we've got to get um, a chat. We're doing a challenge for you, Trev. Here's one. Own up to yourself. <laughs> Be yourself, stop being so afraid of your family. You're not Lady Diana. What's up with you? Why are you living in such dread and terror for? Uh, What's the matter with you, Trevor? Well, you know, it's, 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 it's a difficult uh, subject, isn't it? What, does, what subject is a difficult subject one? subject of love. It's very, very, it's know, very complex, it's, you know, love. I think it's mental illness. You think love is like love a is. mental illness? Well, well it is a mental illness, I think. Have you got any support for that? Or are you just going to say something like that? No. It's a well, chemical it's, imbalance it's a ke trick. Exactly. It's a chemical imbalance in your brain. No. It makes you have a distorted view of reality. You don't after eat about, food. Exactly. After about 12 weeks, it disappears, and then you go back to normal, and you think, what on earth did I ever see? In Hold on. You think true uh, love only has a 12-week shelf life? You don't think it can ever go on longer than that? Sometimes it can, but usually, no. By then, you've made promises that you've 
field you have to keep. Yeah, yeah, Trevor, too mostly to your years. family in your case. <laughs> Trevor's actually doing V signs at me there. Trevor Locke, one of the great Englishmen. I think you're having like a yobbo. You Go can on. be in love your whole life with someone. Why are you no. saying that over there to him and not saying it to me? Because I'm addressing it to him because he just Why? said, he said you've got 12 weeks. You have got 12 weeks. To be in love, you've got 12 weeks. And then after that, you've made promises that you keep for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's the ridiculous. Love bit, the love bit, the tingly bit, the breathless bit where you can't eat, where you get palpitations, butterflies in your stomach and all that, mm. that only can last for a maximum of three months. Yeah, but then it might come back. Trevor tries to recreate that rush, killing and torturing. Trevor, let's talk about your challenge. Uh, get a piercer from Camden or somewhere to have a numbered list of Trevor's body parts and some dice and then just puncture things up and down his body. That's a lovely suggestion. It's not. Luke's got some suggestions. As Luke's usual. become it's built into the mythology of our programme. If it's not grandiose to describe our programme as having a mythology, it's not ancient Greece. This week's theme is snails, says Luke. Trevor, do one of these challenges or else. Get a snail and get Trevor to eat it live on air. Surely the radio authorities don't have control of what you do to insects or Trevor. I like snails. I'm happy to eat a snail. Are if you? someone brings a snail. How do you, have you eaten them before in France or something? Yes, I've eaten them in France. I've eaten them in... Decadent. I don't think you'd want to eat one raw. No, not raw. No, I'd like to eat them cooked. Yeah. Well, that's maybe not, may, that may not be an option, Trip. Right, you know, listen to this, this is number two. Right, you know how you don't eat biscuits like I'd previously assumed? Well, you know how you definitely eat fruit. Stick a whole banana in your mouth, spit it out afterwards. Then with the mess, chuck it at your next guest on the show unexpectedly. Could do that. Especially if it's Noel Gallagher, that would work. He'd beat it? you up. He wouldn't beat me he'd up. He'd punch you. I reckon he'd get the banana and sort of scrunch it he's into your face. Than me. Trevor, he's lived the life of fighting and violence. Doesn't violence matter. don't I'm matter nimble, to him. I moves. I've he got... is a yob. He is essentially an unreconstructed lout. Just so. loose. I think they should be made to put down that guitar, take hold of a pickaxe or a shovel, be sent to some subterranean mine, and toil in underground sugar caves. <laughs> Russell, I know your working schedule is really busy, more busy than a poverty-driven child, probably, so it's understandable you don't reply to your MySpace messages. However, Trevor, you have no reason, so Russell should give you a Chinese burn your own. Trevor, you're still cruising around on MySpace, posing as a 17-year-old lesbian. Giving up MySpace now. Why? No, you've not. I have. Trevor, I don't know, how are you luring these people back to your bed if it ain't via MySpace? Well, it's not. I don't do it. You do, Trevor. It's gone all wrong, MySpace. Right, let's have a look at MySpace page and see what Trevor's been up to on there, because I, I think we should keep... I know your mind. page has turned sort of brown. It has, yeah. Probably because of filth. <laughs> okay, it's, I'm not surprised it's turned brown with all the smut flying about. It's a golden colour. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's interesting, actually, because your faecal matter was similarly golden. It we're was, going wasn't to be it? talking about our colonic irrigation like a little, a little gold bit later. There, I've got. Let's talk about colonic irrigation, but first of all, it's a little show we like to call the news. What track have we got coming out of the news? Is it the Smiths? Might be the Smiths coming out of the news. Still ill. Sighting. Still ill, Trevor. What song could be more appropriate <laughs> to describe a man living a lie? But first, the news. This is Six Music. Still ill, the Smiths there. You listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Trevor Lott. We're just having our photos done. There's a girl in here, Fizz, doing me and Trev's photograph. Well, all of our photographs, right? We're just having a bit of a laugh. Me undoing Trev's shirt and, like, no, it kissing looks, him and that's wrong. So, what's wrong? Russell, they find me in these photos and pinched me. I did pinch you me across the room. <laughs> okay, so in the photos. Matt wouldn't be in the photographs pretending he's going, no, I don't like it, it looks gay, right? Which, <laughs> who cares if things look gay or not? And like, but the reason he gave was it looks gay. The actual reason he 
is because he doesn't think his hair looks nice. Because when we go to other photographers, he goes, I wish someone had told me I look like a right jippo. That's like, that's, so let's count up the that's people Max offended today. One, is it, yeah, you said nice, it. You've offended, said the it travel, you've offended the travelling community. You've, confend, you've offended homosexuals. Who's next, Jay? Who's next? Who are you going to attack now? I don't know my name. I wish so you've offended me. I don't know your name. This you is like the bit me. in the jazz singer <laughs> where he rips it. You are not my son. You are not my son. Rip my shirt. That bit in the jazz singer was a bit overacted. We're talking about love. Love, love. Oh, good old love. Play one of them love jingles, Matt. See what it's like. Um, God. Well, they're not set up, so. Oh, God. You know. We had some love jingles. Their love jingles aren't set up. You were my first so, Trev, you never finished your first love story. So we went to Romeo and Juliet and we drove there in my Austin Allegro through the night to get there. It was misty, it was February, it was Warwickshire. Sam, <laughs> it was Warwickshire. <laughs> That's just where you live. It's not where I live. I live in Northamptonshire. I had to cross over the county border. So we get there, we watch Why? this. Why? Because she was underway. <laughs> Because that's where the planes were. <laughs> yeah, better get you out of here, girl. Yeah. <laughs> we were. I think she, she was eighteen. I was eighteen, and uh, we went to the Swan to see Shakespeare, Romeo and Juliet. Mm. We watched it, and I couldn't say. What anything. in Stratford? What in Stratford? Yeah. I've been oh. in love with her for a few weeks and I couldn't eat. I wasn't eating properly and I was getting up really early. I wasn't sleeping. It was terrible. It's, it's almost diabetes. Do you remember when we had that yeah. colonic? The woman goes, have you got any? He goes, well, I'm almost I'm, I'm diabetic. almost diabetic. <laughs> almost. Diabetic. It's not an achievement, Trevor. You can't swagger through like going, I'm diabetic. I'm asthmatic. I lie about my marital status. These things are not achievements, Trevor. Where? I am married. Where do these <laughs> things come from? Where did, I don't, anyway, stop it. Listen. Come on in. So this like, yes, goes. you went to the swan with this girl you're in love with. I couldn't say anything to her. I couldn't really speak to her properly. I could, we couldn't even hold hands. It was awkward. Isn't and then there was people falling in love in front of us on stage and then happens. killing each other. That you, where you're crippled when you actually like someone. Yeah, absolutely. It is, isn't it? Because you can be all really cool and funny when you don't care about someone. Yeah. When you love them, why are you not funny? Where does all the funny go when yeah. you're in love? Oh, it's because you're so vain and you, you think, hey, if you move your little finger, she'll notice it and think, oh, God, why is Probably would notice if you move your little finger. She's probably on ten hooks the whole time she's with you. You smuggling across county lines in your Austin Allegro so you can perform in a, what would otherwise be an illegal act. There just wasn't a Shakespearean theatre in Northampton, that's all. So anyway. I'm not surprised, <laughs> Trev. It's a county full of savages. What would be the point? We've it would be seen... like doing <laughs> Wagner before hillbillies. <laughs> Very cultured at 18, wasn't he, Trev? Trevor was, actually. Yeah. Well, Trevor's like that, isn't it? Because he ignored mainstream culture, Matt. While you and I were liking things like Star Wars and glue sniffing, Trevor was off, like, enjoying, like, you know, I don't know, Pirandello and, and reading I Bukowski. I Pirandello at that age. It was more Lawrence Ferlinghetti. But anyway, um... But he's not high culture, well, he's, you know, he's just a beat poet from San Francisco. <laughs> hey, but aren't we all? Hey, in a crazy way, aren't we all just beat poets from San Francisco? Yeah. Biddy bop, biddy bop, biddy bop. Johnny Come Nolan in, had a patch on his ass, kids chasing. So anyway, it, <laughs> it ends with you and me, Matt, walking away, establishing our own radio show, away from that jerk. We get back into the car, we have to go home, it's school the next day, and I'm driving through this mist and it's Keep dark. Keep going on about the mist, and I said, yeah. atmosphere. Oh, so I tried to talk to her, and I think of, and I, all I can remember saying, I, for some reason I said, do you believe in the devil? And <laughs> Why do you ask people things like that on a date? I can't remember. But I, we must have been having some sort of philosophical discussion. Now, your marriage discussion. collapsed, do you believe in the devil? Well, in this story, you've mentioned the fog too many times. <laughs> too many times of the fog. Well, the fog is up. important, as you will find out now. I said to her something do like, you do you believe, believe in, in the, the devil? devil? And the next thing I know, we've crashed. I've driven into the side of the road because of the fog. I haven't noticed a corner. And what's happened is I've buckled my wheel. That's better not be a euphemism, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> better not be. Um, 
And I don't want to see that written on a child sheet <laughs> somewhere. Wheel buckling on the county borders. So she was really shaken because I'd mentioned the devil and we crashed and in that crashed. moment. So yeah. to her it looked like, we're, do you believe in the devil, Harry's? <laughs> and then slammed into a tree. Do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Take that, you bitch! <laughs> Yeah. Kiss me, kiss me, you fool! It was school tomorrow. <laughs> it, it wasn't Here's very exciting. Trevor. <laughs> it wasn't a very exciting crash. There were no uh, wheel spins or squeaks. It was just a thud, buckle the wheel. And yeah. then what I had to do is I had to drive home, and the wheel was buckled, and so it made the steering wheel sort of wobble and jerk. And you I should have seen that mime, people listening. You should have seen Trevor the... like miming that steering wheel, wiggling his little body, yeah. wiggling his little bum about on the chair like a dog dragging its ass across a carpet. It was like having to do an arm wrestle, a double arm wrestle with a you know, sort of mad, drunken sailor. Who is this Seder? What is this metaphor? You should have read more of that San Franciscan poetry trip because your understanding of imagery is at best intermediate. Anyway, eventually we get home. It takes about three hours to get home because I'm doing this wrestle with the sailor in the front seat trying to get the car. Trevor, that sounds like a normal night for you these days, <laughs> wrestling with a sailor in the front seat, leaving your jeans in the Soho toilet. It's the way you live these days. I get home and then she didn't call me. She I'm not surprised, Trevor. Of course she didn't. She Do you up. believe in the devil? <laughs> Crash. For God's sake. What, Matthew? What should we do? I don't know. Years later, though, years later, I met her. Mm. Years later, I met her, and she said she always fancies me. <laughs> poor girl. What's her name? Jo. We'll dedicate a song to this poor girl. Me and my mates used to, this is from Stacey and Hackney. Me and my mates used to think Joey from Bread was well fit. Joey from Bread was a powerful oh, man. Yeah. Although I liked Granddad best. I want me pudding. I want me pudding. I want me pudding. Didn't Joey change into someone else? Joey changed from Peter Howe into another guy inexplicably. We were all supposed to just carry on watching. I could never do I that. Even that. the neighbours when Lucy changed. Lucy you changed. You could never change into someone else. I could never take that. I, uh, we are shapeshifters, <laughs> man. I'm like Dr. <laughs> myself. I'm not into shapeshifting. It's crazy. My first love was when I was 10 with Madonna in 1985. All very innocent at the time, although it actually says Inocia Neon Scent at the time, but I don't fancy her now. Why not Alan Jepsen? Hi, Russ and team. She's got man hands. My don't yeah, say that about Madonna, absolutely. she's a lovely woman. She's My first woman. love was Roland Rat. I was aged five and I thought I could marry him. I'm 27 now and I've never been in love yet. Wow. That's in an interesting way to regard Ron. He rip feeds he! I liked Roland Rat. I never loved him. I never let it become sexual. He rip feeds he! Why do you hate him for a trip? Awful rubbish. Oh, right. I <laughs> Awful rubbish. Awful rubbish. Father, what is this? Have you seen this rat? It's absolutely awful. He hates it because it's uh, an animal that's risen up. <laughs> yeah, risen up against him. I'm going to kill that rat. That's what I'm going to do. Then I'm going to watch Lubber Him. This massively must stop, Papa. <laughs> on the subject of first love, I met my first love at last orders in the finest of local establishments, the Crown Inn, at the sweet old age of 16. It was a much older lady named Cheryl. I then cemented the first love in the local graveyard against what I remember to be a gravestone. Oh dear. Of a mi that, that told memories of a miner called Clive Stephen Crook. Why does he remember of what I remember to be? If you're in a graveyard, that's yeah. not a weird memory to have. Yeah, it's not like it that? might be a graveyard or it could have been the courtyard of Lakeside Shopping Centre. No, there certainly the were a lot of dead bodies about. It's very odd. And also, in that. why would you remember the inscription on the tombstone? Because I, I think if someone was having it off with me and it was like the, the consummation of a first love, and while that, we were having that sex, they were secretly reading about. A dead minor. I mean, it's bad enough when people watch the telly. It's bad enough, but isn't reading it? reading gravestones. Well, I don't know. 
You were saying you were watching Dig the other day while someone performed a sex act on you, Matt. I, I, I don't think, think I was saying that. Uh, yes, you, you did. Were. I let you I'm... dig, and you said that some woman was performing a sex act on you, and you were just happily watching Dig. Trevor's marriage isn't real. You don't concentrate during sex. I'm the only person who can be trusted. I challenge you two to come up with one thing that will embarrass me on air. I dare you. I double dare you we to don't... say anything to embarrass me. Let's go to a track. Let's listen to the Yardbirds for don't your love. Don't do it, Matt. You have the power not to press that oh, button. Press me your love, bar. Matthew Morgan. No, let me yeah, think. Embarrass <laughs> Russell Brand. How could you Let's do it? Think. I'm unembarrassable. <laughs> Suppositories. <laughs> for your love. Suppositories. <laughs> for your love. Waxy bullets. <laughs> Waxy bullets. We're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about a colonic irrigation right after for your love. Hello, is that my PA? Have you got my suppositories? <laughs> <laughs> Helen, I need my suppositories. <laughs> I said I need. Oh, he- hey, oh, Russell, here's your bag of medicines. This happened. I was in a taxi. Here's your bag of medicines. He went through it like a rat. <laughs> Where's my suppositories? Where's my suppositories? <laughs> Uh, Listen, like them suppositories are a choice. I was just trying to get everything choice. in tip-top shape for carnival season. Put the was the lesion on. a true uh, choice as well? What the little lesion? The what lesion? Yeah, the little internal lesion. The little scratch. There's no. Listen, Trevor. <laughs> some of us have adventurous sex, not with women who live in other continents that we're not married to. Some of us during sex don't watch DVDs but concentrate on the sex. That can sometimes lead to. Bruising, internal bruising. You when mean- you're having proper sex, these things are risks. Matt, if you're you not mean- watching the telly, Trevor, if you're not married, put the yard birds oh, on. No, 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 because you have to start saying good now. Yeah. Trevor, do you do you know about the scratch on his winkle? Yeah, I've seen the is scratch. The he got it out in a meeting. We had a meeting me? on on Thursday <laughs> where we were trying to get a new producer for our new show, and he said, "Hold on, Trev, can you have a look at this?" Yeah. Nice. Whips it out of the dinner table, and I confirmed that it was indeed a scratch, and he should just give it a little time it's off. Better now, it's fine. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, of course. I'll show you it. Come on in. Oh, for God's sake, you boys! Hey, oh, that lady, thank heaven. Please don't take photographs of my dinkle. This is radio. Oh, good heavens. Oh, there's another one now. (laughs) (laughs) But what a night we had. We're all young, we're alive. And I'll suffer those scratches for your life. He's a gnarled and wizened yardbirds on. This thing's gone on for ages. It looks like a puppy dog's toy. It's been chewed. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know it's funny you should say that, Trevor? Because my dog's the most satisfied hound in Christendom. Never gives me any trouble. Put the yardbirds on. Put the yardbirds on. The yardbirds. Make me sick. You're all fired. This is a Russell Brand on Six Music. Today is called Sunday, but it ain't that different from other days. I'm here with Matt Morgan and Trevor Cocky Locky. How the hell are you boys now? I hope you're pleased with yourself. Are ya? You dared us, we did it. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't destroy me with your anecdotes about suppositories. Let's have a look at what sort of emails and stuff like that. What are those suppositories people. for then? Listen, I don't want to talk about. I'm helping you out, eh? Something's come up. You can't just. You know, what goes up must come down. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that colonic irrigation, Matt. Let's it's talk about you there. sat sweltering on a bench with your legs gaping like an unwelcome mother with a mutant in the pit of her gut, oh, grunting and squelching. We went to have colonic irrigation yesterday, me, Matt and Trevor did. Them two went first, it's right? colonic hydrotherapy. What's the difference? Because that lady said irrigation means you put water in. Trevor, turn your phone off. What's wrong with you? It's happened once. Oh. Don't you learn? What are you going to do? Leave the show marry another South American woman and live another lie. What's wrong with you? Well, what are you going to do, Matt? Leave the show, put on that Metallica thing and have someone lick the back of your legs? 
Okay, so um, yeah, we went for this colonic hydrotherapy with that woman called Vel. It was in Harley Street we went to. Actually, nice Adam, we're going to give you the bill for that because we thought BBC should pay for it because it is, it is actually content. It's content for the show, Absolutely. isn't it, really? Well, well there was a lot oh. of content, let's be honest. <laughs> Ultimately, this show is made up of our whoopsie. Russell's so, let's not try to hide this. pumping out the uh, toilets at a festival. <laughs> How <laughs> dare it? you? Yeah. It, it was glorious. It was like a Technicolor dream coat, what was coming out the back of me. Glorious looking stuff. Trev had some weird stuff coming out. I had people panhandling for gold through mine. It was, Trevor, it was, like, it was like the, the only the panhandling West. you do with your trousers and pants down is when you're lingering in the Soho oh, lavvy trying to make up your income, That's, trying to pay oh, for yet another yes. divorce, you bigamist. Oh. So, like, hey, listen, right? So, what's really interesting about it is like we went there and like those two went first, and the woman, Vel, who's very attractive, wasn't Beautiful. she? African, lovely African lady. woman, very attractive, very nice big bottom and quite big boots. And she said the word for frog in uh, Zulu. Yeah, what was it? It was just a click. A bit like that. No, it's but another. I got. Like that. That's how you say frog in Zulu, but yeah. when's that ever going to come up? Well, unless Trevor well, goes to Africa and wants to kill one. <laughs> he knew the word and asked her to say it. Probably yeah. because it's part of his litany of crimes against amphibians. Anyway, let's not get involved with that. Let's, yeah, why let's, not? We'll, we'll set the scene. Let's set set the, the scene. Okay, so we went there, we got there a bit, and the woman was had to talk us through this uh, veil she was called attractive. For an hour. Talking us Russell through it. I was so bored. It was people. so rude. You were so bored. You paper out. You started texting. Well, well, we, we were, me and Matt were mucking about first, being all silly, going, oh, we'll stick it up each other's. Oh, would you mind putting it up? Or what are you going to be wearing while we do this? Here, put this on. What kind of bra are you wearing? Do you love me? Have you got a boyfriend? And she went, look, you're going to have to be a bit more serious about yeah. sticking this pipe up your bum. And I sort of thought, well, if we're going to have to be serious, I'm just going to sit and read. So I sat and read. You and you sat did. and sulked, let's be sat honest. And you can call and it she said to her, What did she say to you? And she goes, oh, he was getting impatient. He go, and, she, and she'd been doing this hour talk, Chris. Boring. She goes, patience is a virtue. And he went, so's brevity. <laughs> <laughs> So's brevity, dear. Just get things done. Because it wasn't about telling us about colonic irrigation. It just was, I'm going to enjoy being in a position where I can arp on. No, because no, me and Trevor got really interested. We, in we got really into it. We learnt stuff about our bodies. Yeah, well, I've learnt something about your body, Trevor. Oh, it it contains fluids that mankind should never have to witness. It was mad. Is it? So Trevor went in one room, Matt went in the other, and I was kind of like hovering between them in what can only be described as a Michael Carrick role, <laughs> linking them both of them up. So like, uh, like Trevor, uh, like it was, it was wonderful actually because there was like whale music playing in both the rooms right and trevor was laying all beautiful and composed in his gown it's a wonderful contraption that you sit upon you have to sort of lay on your back with your legs sort of squatted and back as if, as if you're trying to roll over backwards and into a sort of a little basin a tube is fed into your body cello and you don't the, the effluvia and emergent substances don't go down the tube but in fact just come out in the traditional fashion fall into like a chamber pot sort of a commode and then go into a transparent pipe and you see them whizzing by it's like scale electric but with crap yeah and it's not the crap like electrics. a log flume or like one of those water slides. it is like a log flume you see them go by you that's i was really fascinated by that because that is pure scatology scatology isn't it, it to is, yeah, include yeah. that because yeah. like, that pipe could have not been seen through and you wouldn't see it go whizzing by i think that's half the fun isn't it to see what at least there. half i loved it going by <laughs> yeah. right and then sort of like so trevor was there all beautifully composed and delicate and sort of with the, the maternal glow of a new mother <laughs> when it went into matt matt was like a grunt in squalid little viking <laughs> like a like a middle earth dwarf snuffling and every time i walked in there he sat there with his legs up it was like a, it was like someone who just had a spiteful vindaloo oh crap me there i go again matt was trying to fight it trevor saw it as this beautiful spiritual experience matt regarded it as a sort of aquatic rape <laughs> as if he was at a war with with nemo king pain. of the sea in pain you were weren't you i had to have a, a hot thing on my start i just had like 
crush it. It was like having diarrhoea. It was awful. I think that's because you were fighting against it, Matt. Trev went with it. Well, Trev I'm not passive. Like, if Trevor's ever in prison, then good luck to him. Trev's going to be very popular if he has to do bird. <laughs> They're going to love him in the showers. He'll make a fortune. Whereas you, Matt, you better have a lot of fags to swap because right. you, ain't, <laughs> you ain't giving out at the other end, no. sunshine. Um, Russell was very sweet, actually, when he kept coming in. I don't know if it was sweet to you because you sound like you're having good fun. With, with Trevor, the whale song just seemed beautiful and like a natural part of the environment. With Matthew, <laughs> you felt that he should have been listening to End of Sandman or something. <laughs> sort of sat there all angry. Because I was up, I was, I was fighting it. It hurt. It was like mm. filled shot with water and then it blasts out. I, every, so I wasn't letting it fill up too much. So it was a constant battle against this machine for yeah. 45 Raging minutes, against the machine, shot. even though that machine was in your own bum. I know, I know. And I think I put the pipe up far too far. Did you? How mm. far? Because you only meant to put the pipe up an inch, as was well, my I, understanding. I sort of fed it in. I wasn't sure how much had gone in. Because you had to feed it up yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a lot of humiliation, wasn't it? You used to have to put on those 90s, then backwards 90s. Trevor's bought it in as a prize for someone. Yeah, that you put on like a schmock that's open at the back so you can see your little bum. How revolting well, that he's brought that in. I know, it's Trevor, not a also, schmock, it's a smock. The cord around your... <laughs> I don't know what schmock is. That's a schmuck! That's, that's a Yiddish Jewish term for term somebody for who throws water in. Is it? Yeah. yeah. The What's the throws water? The worst thing about it is it fills you up and you think, mm. oh no, it's the, f it's the same feeling as, oh my God, I've got diarrhea and I've got to go now. <laughs> And the woman comes in and goes, hello, are you comfortable? Is everything right? And you're, all you're thinking is, get out, get, get out, out. I'm not pooing in front of you. Yeah, I so. find you attractive. It's difficult to poo in front of someone you find attractive. No. I have poo problems pooing in front of, you know. Normal like, people in everyday life. Matt, someone comes around my house asking for a poo in the middle of the just could I come in for a poo? I, I, I couldn't do one at work. Couldn't, don't you? you have well, it's happened, but not recently. I've got yeah, it's happened quite frequently, quite a lot. And if there's a girl around my house, Matt goes, I can't, I can't go with her here. Yeah, so imagine Can you Matt, make her wait in the garden? No, that's never happened. Um, but imagine that, and then the lady comes in, she's leaning over you, touching things, you're thinking, oh, I know, oh, oh, oh there he goes again. So you go, thank you, yep, right, great. Jolly good, okay, move along, quickly, quickly, okay. knowing that there's a big well of matter and, and liquid within you. Yeah, and as soon as she shuts the door, she goes, it comes out. bursts out of you. It is nice, the relief it bursting out of you, but yeah. I, did, I just didn't, I felt so exposed and vulnerable. I went after these two, those two had finished having theirs, Trevor all tranquil and beautiful, Matt like a grunting, squat little ape man. I wasn't, I, used, I was in pain, wasn't I? You I know, it was really funny, was there was one sweaty. bit, there was one bit where like, um, they'd been doing it for about ten minutes and I'd just been in with Trevor and Matt sat there all snarling at the world, resenting the hose pipe within him, and I goes, uh, I goes, oh, Trevor's in there, he's really relaxed, he's really enjoying, enjoying it. And Matt went, is he? And got angry and tried to look relaxed with anger. <laughs> right, I'm going to enjoy this then. Just sat there all feeling horrible. Uh, there was a moment where I thought, well, I'm pulling, oh, like, Were you going to put it out? Because she said, like, you saw so much water yeah, go yeah. in there. And then you think, well, that's all in there. And then you get these pains yeah. quite high up in your stomach. And you're meant to hold this vibrating massager thing on your stomach. That yeah, and much. only on your stomach, Matthew. What you did was <laughs> it was an abomination. And then I had to go, I had to go um, after the pair of them. I went on my own. And them two sat at the end of my bed eating crisps and popcorn yeah, and watching me fun. get colonic irrigation like it was entertainment. Some yeah. of the stuff that came out of you. Nice, I thought. What about that um, musket ball that came out of me? Matt yes. had a musket ball in him. Were you in the American Civil War, Matthew? <laughs> oh, it's it's like mean. General Custer's armpit and <laughs> stuff that come out of you. Ridiculous. I, I think it was a pea. It wasn't. Well, I haven't, eat, I haven't eaten peas for a long time. I know, but that's what they say happens. They what? say you can have peas. How would a pea not decompose, though, Trish? Well, it gets lodged in one of those little pockets in the colon. and Lodged uh, in the colon pocket? Yeah, what is exactly. this? And then what it can is cause diverticulitis. Well, if, you'd have, if, you'd if you'd have paid attention the... instead of texting and reading your own article, which you must know how it goes in The Guardian. Good, then, that article. Yeah, but you shouldn't have read it. I was again, just trying to again. see what was happening in it. I can't remember. Sometimes they print it a bit different, change bits like some of my. 
odd analogies. Right, so let's listen to, we're going to listen to a session track now from Massive Attack, Karma Coma. This will be good to listen to this, I think there's a trail before, but then Karma Coma, be interesting to listen to that. Then we're going to be back with Trevor Sonic Enigma, Matt's Cultural Review, Noel Gallagher, don't know how he's going to turn up, I've got a strange feeling about him today. Got some interesting people in the studio, Trev's brandishing his Pup smock, like it's a, like it's a flag seized from a f- enemy. Smock, no, it's clean. Uh, is it unknown? Mine was soaking wet with sweat. Why did it? Why was it so horrible for me? And everyone else. Because like you were fighting it. You but, were fighting it. Saying, you I were looking at it as if it was a scene from Prick Up Your Ears, the Joe Orton autobiography. <laughs> the rest of us saw it as a sort of a medical service. Let's listen to Karma Coma. Matthew, you just got to chill out, man. Good to have access to them BBC archives. What after what they done to Dad? Burning <laughs> not only but also or something. Do you, remember, you know about that? Yeah. yeah, he done loads of crazy this stuff. This Step Son episode's got. They burned Step and Son. They done some crazy Was that BBC? things. Yeah, We're talking about first love, aren't we? If you've got first love, email or something there, Trev. I do. Uh, it's it's from John. It's quite funny. I met my first love in the army cadets. Nice. Didn't really work out though. As I what, spent... if, that, if there's one thing that the army's for, it's for introducing <laughs> young men to each other and getting them to fall in love. <laughs> well, I like to think of it like well, that. It's not apparently. It says it didn't really work out as I. I spent every afternoon shouting at her and well, making was her drill do press-ups. I don't know. Well, I went out of this girl once, actually angry. it was that Cassie, you know that Cassie who sold that kiss and tell on me? Yeah. Right, she told me that she went out of a boyfriend before. Uh, and wait, her and is another this bad? Can you say this? Yes. Oh. She went out of a, like, her, her boyfriend was like, a, he used to be in the army or something, and he used to get her and another girl to do like loads of- You can't of, say this. Yes, I can. Press-ups. He like, used to do like mad stuff, make them have baths together, and would shout at them and that, and like he was a drill sergeant. Right, you two, get off of each other. Right, you comb your hair, kiss that one on the bum. And she, really? she, yeah, she told me all about it. What, and, because uh, he was high up in the army because he was treated like that and he wanted to do that in his private I think it was like he was, yeah, he was on the receiving end of it. It's like that bully syndrome, you know, bullies used to be bullied, that thing. A bully boy spiral reaching back in time, man. We're all yeah. bullies in our way, that is our crime, man. You like Jack Kerouac, Trev, you'll be into that beat style like poetry. Don't you? Well, I've never read him. So you should, Trev, because he's ever so good. Yeah, is he good? You should have re- read him while you were in your little Superman sick bed as a it's kid. Lawrence Ferlinghetti that was the reference I made. Oh, I'm so sorry. But I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry, Trev. Why don't you just pull me up when I'm trying to make a radio show? I'm so very Why don't you read that email thing? Just read it out, haven't I? You read it out already? Yeah, we just heard it. What was it? a conversation about it. Oh, yeah, I remember. Nice, I enjoyed that. Read it again if you want. No, let's not do that. What's your first love story then, Russ? Well, I've got quite a few. Well, I mean, like... Quite a few first loves? Yeah. It was, had them all, it was a big orgy, was it? What? I'd fall in love quite regularly. There must have been a first one. You shouldn't put your elbow in there, Trev. It's audible. He's putting the elbow on his on his microphone. He's 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 the elbow. elbow. He's putting the elbow. He's putting the elbow. You've got so many no, first you, love you, stories, you, there's none to tell. A, a logical point here, there can only be one first love. Okay, well... Mm, well, all right. All right. You can think about it and we'll come Must back to you later. Mum. I remember when I was seven going, Mum, when I'm old enough, can I marry you, please? <laughs> so it's my mum, really. I wanted to marry my mum when I was younger. That's so cute. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Nice to want to marry a mum. Yeah. Certainly not disturbing and macabre. Isn't that all that? we want to do? All of us? Yeah. Hey, look, no, hey wasn't that interesting? Hold on, it's, it's Noel. Noel, hello? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I've got you on loudspeaker on my mobile, but you're not very audible. How's it going? You okay? Yeah. Can we ring yeah, you? Why are you talking yeah. like that? I don't know. I'm just in a funny mood today. You're in a funny mood? Alright, I'll tell you what. We'll ring, can we ring you back in five minutes and put you through the desk? Yeah, man. Is he not coming in? Are you coming in? Because you said you were going to give me a present. Yeah, but I was in my, uh, I've been out in the sticks all weekend, so I'm, got, I'm, on, I'm on the way to the airport from the other side of London. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but another male role model lets me down. Thanks yeah, a lot, man. Noel Gallagher. 
You're just like my bloody father. Thanks a big, thanks a lot. Sat outside with him in a little coat with me hood up, waiting for him on a Saturday for a man that never came. Then people wonder why I grow up strange. No, I'll give, can we give you a ring in a minute and put you through the desk? Oh, Christ. He's put the <laughs> phone down on you. You've offended him. Oh, he's all right. No, so, uh, what, do you, what did you want to talk about? Well, I was just going to say, it's interesting, that last thing about the uh, old the fellow that got off with his girl in the uh, graveyard. I think that happens quite a lot, actually. Well, people get off with each other in graveyards. I think so. Yeah. I think it's a quiet place to go for that sort of first love experience. Among the dead, Trevor. Mm. Love among the dead. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? How sex that, and that, death. You know, sex and death. And sort of, what is know. the corollary? What, the moment of orgasm when you forget yourself? Well, that's one illusion you can. You look like you had one just then, Trevor. <laughs> a shudder that would just pass through your body. Yeah, I don't like. I people's... think it's just when you're that age, it's very hard to find somewhere you're allowed to go. Yeah. So it's either the park and a graveyard comes under that thing. But I don't think it's kind teenagers of teenagers think. The thing about love is it's about moral mortality and death. I think we should go to the graveyard and lay on a gravestone and make sure, embrace death. But it's there, isn't it? It's interesting. Death, yeah. my spectre lover, my phantom lover. Have we got someone on the phone. Uh, we have got someone on the Let's phone. Let's talk to him. Oh, right, hello. Have we? What, they're on the phone? Yeah, lift up. Mick hello. Mick? Mick? Is that the wrong thing? Mick? Hello, yeah, Mick? Ross, how are you, mate? I'm oh, really right. well, mate. Sorry there, we, we couldn't hear you for momentarily because, foolishly, the per we left Matt Morgan in charge of a don't. desk. It was too That's okay, fella, don't worry. So, uh, I was very interested to read your text. Would you tell us about your first love, Mick? My first love was Darth Vader when he walked in Star Wars. Yeah, the very you first know, appearance. I mean, he was impressive. Oh, he was, but it's just that deep breathing, weren't it? Yeah. <sighs> you are my son. Never underestimate the dark side of the force. He was always oh. about that force, wasn't he? But all, no, the thing was, it was about, all about the fact that when, you know, he was walking and he had those sort of like PVC trousers on, they were just sort of rubbing together, weren't they? Has it affected you in later life, Mick? Mate, I'm a total pervert now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. Do you, How do, you know what I, do you know what I wear in the morning? Uh, I, I mean, I'm thinking an erection and a smile, dear. But, well, but hit me well, with some facts. No, that's the first thing. The second thing is I put on a big rubber jock strap. Do you? Yeah, because of Darth Vader. Because of Darth Vader, you put on a big rubber jock strap. Well, in case he comes round. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, but really, if he came round, it's Dave Prowse, the Green Cross co -ed. Oh, hello, my lovely. Oh, look left, look right. <laughs> hello, put that away. Where'd you get that rubber jock strap from? Oh, my God. That's a big... What, though? It's definitely influenced my sex life totally. Well, you be careful here, because remember, this is Sunday in the daytime, so, you uh, know, we're on the BBC and, you know, Her Majesty and all that sort of thing. Yeah. talking. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I'd never be rude, Russ. That's the spirit, Mick. Um, I mean, I suppose it's not really that important, but what's your sexual orientation? Uh, 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 mate, I don't care as long as it's warm and hot. And hot. That's the oh, spirit. Mate. You're a bit like Trevor Locke in a way. Is it the rubber institution of marriage means nothing to that man. Is it rubber-based? I do prefer men, though. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, some men are dead handsome. I quite like the look of some fellas. I'd never want to touch one once. Well, I did touch one once, but like, oh, well, I like... Oh, no, I, I, I heard about your story in the toilet when you were trying to be a rent boy. Yeah, it didn't work out that well, to tell no. the truth. That was Matt's idea, I think. Was you it your idea, Matt? Have you still got a sticky eye, though? Oh, come on, Nick, we trusted you. Hey, Darth Vader's had a powerful effect on you. Um, Matt was more into Ben Kenobi, though, so he prefers musty little sexual encounters with sad people, who he also <laughs> secretly hates. I think he likes his lightsaber better. Yeah, oh, dear. Oh, right, OK, right. We're, we're getting into all sorts of crazy puns. Mick, thank you very much for your time. I'll be in the I love you, mate. You look after yourself. Take it you, easy. Ta-ra right. now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I liked him. He sounded a bit I like the way he said, I'm a total pervert. Oh, I'm a total pervert. He had no problem with it. And why should he? He's not hurting anyone. Well, let's just assume he's not. <laughs> it's easier for, easier for us legally to assume that he's not wading through life, breathing through like some sort of asthmatic inhaler to, uh, with his lightsaber attacking folks. Okay, sure. Ah. Ah.
We were a bit nervous around him, weren't we? I uh, felt a bit nervous to meet Paul Weller. I think, you, yeah, he was all right. I, I think, think he I mean, was Paul... more scared of us than we were of him. That's bears, Trevor. That's not Paul Weller. True, Trevor, that's not the difference between Paul Weller and bears. He's a magnificent man, though, isn't he? I liked, but my favourite bit in General Ben was a town called Manis. Trevor, let's listen to That's Entertainment, shall we? Yeah, I love this song. It's the most British song you can get. always the lyrics. Because I followed a girl what I didn't love properly and didn't love me and I was all alone. That's entertainment with my only friend. Little Nufta. <laughs> listen to that. No, it was. Like, listen to this and it made me think when I was homesick, this, you know, it's all... It's a brilliant song. British song. It was amazing. It's one so, of the great songs. Listen to the lyrics. He goes, yeah. watching the news and thinking... Not eating your tea. Not eating your yeah, tea. Yeah. yeah, well, as well, how old is he when he wrote this? Sort of about 18 or 19. So, like, when he goes, uh, sort of says, like, you know, never done nothing type stuff, he's, that's not ironic. That's just simply how he would have spoken. Yeah, I think it's delightful, I, I must say. Should we listen to it? Why did you take the mic out of my Australian love affair? Because, tre because Matt. Trevor, he's called me Trevor twice. I know, but I think it's because when I do that tone of voice, that Still... cynical, loathing, detesting. Yeah, you're getting a bit of the barrel today, I'm which I'm quite I? glad really? about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not really. I've just been shot to pieces today, but yeah. <laughs> it's nice. And you got off with me in one of the records. What, what do you mean? Oh, what, when we were the yeah, photos? photos. Yeah. We had a photo done. That'd be a nice photo. We'll have that up on the website soon. Mm. I didn't get off with him. No, but it looked like it, didn't it? Don't say that. Mick will come around here dressed as Darth Vader and use the force on us. <laughs> we'll be choking for days. Hey, come on, let's listen to that let's entertainment. Six Music. Let me listen to Russell Brand on Six Music. That, there's a couple of versions of that, though, isn't there? Yeah, that's not the most aggressive You like version. the more aggressive one? Yeah, but that's good. Is but... that the one you used to comfort you in Australia, the more yes. aggressive one? Perhaps that one would be better, because when you, as I remember, when you used to phone me from Australia, you were much more like this, Oh, that's entertainment. The fruit's better over here. That's entertainment. <laughs> you were going on about everything's better over in Australia, weren't you? You was right. Well, the fruit's better country. everywhere else. We but discussed this yesterday. There's not very good culture, and the television's rubbish. Yeah, you said that in the news in Australia, the people go, right, this is the news, there's, this, there's been a scandal politically, uh, we've got a statement here, well actually, um, we can, I completely justified. Look, I mate, know. that's a crock. You're lying, mate. Yeah, You're go, talking. Oh, come on, Bill. That's rubbish, mate. <laughs> like that, <laughs> on, on the, the news. news. We're English. People like that. Michael Burke wouldn't do that. He'd go, oh, well, Prime Minister, with the greatest respect, where are the facts to back that up? Even Paxman, the rude as well, never go, oh, come on, Bill. Would yeah. he? No, never. It's funny, though. It was funny. Sounds funny. Right, so we've got these. We've got a <laughs> couple of challenges for Trev. Here's a challenge, Trev. Honour your marriage vows. But, as well as that, there's... He's got... Oh, Trevor, you've got to come back to that. You can't have that floating around in the I, I do... Well, he can have all sorts of things floating around. I've seen him have a colonic irrigation. <laughs> Look, See, I've, I've seen the things he's got floating around. I watched yours, Russell, when yours was... What's that thing? Why oh, is this thing flashing in here? So someone's Light ringing flashing. us. I wonder who's ringing us. Yeah. A lot of stuff came <laughs> out here. Probably Trevor's wife. <laughs> 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 yeah, hold on. The, the, a you, lot of stuff came out of you, didn't it? Loads. I think it really felt good for me. Yeah. Carrying a lot of nonsense, probably because all them years of drug addiction, I must have clogged up myself with all sorts of junk. And I think there's emotional stuff in there. That's emotional the woman, the woman stuff. The said that it cleans you out emotionally as well, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, she said you could burst into tears at the end. Yeah, well, I burst into tears at the beginning at the point of penetration. Boy, I missed my suppositories that day. There's a competition here for, uh, by incidentally, my bum's in lovely shape. Competition here, Summer Sunday's tickets. You can win a pair of tickets, you, that's you, to go to uh, Summer Sunday, but spelt like an ice cream Sunday, which is, uh, that's in Leicester on the 11th to the 13th. Uh, you can see people like Richard Hawley, Elbow, The Young Knives, Colcut, and Bell and Sebastian. Six Music are doing loads of live shows from that festival. Uh, if you want to know more, go to our website. Or, uh, what, you got, what have you got to do? You've got to guess what some track is. Is that what you've got to do? What have you got to do, Adam? You just tell me. I know what to do. Tell us then, Trev. I know what to do. If you hear the guillemots being played, 
Yeah. You must behave like a guillemot, which is a seagull that is resident to these islands, and ring us up and do the sound a guillemot makes when it nests. And then if you get that <coughs> right, not that, that's when it's mating, probably. Oh, get off me! That's it. I'll never consent to that! Get off my bum feathers! That's it. If you do that, then you get tickets to we'll that. Go, get off my bum feathers! Then yeah. you can have tickets to this event, Summer yeah. Sunday, 11th to the 13th of yeah. August, Richard Hawley Elbow and all that stuff. What an yeah. eccentric competition. It is an eccentric Sounds competition. Sounds like a good So if you listen out for the Guillemots, if those guys should crop up, then ring, give us a bell. Right, so, um, yeah, seagulling, interesting that should be mentioned, because uh, Noel mm. gave me a ring yesterday asking about seagulling, because I, like, I mentioned it on one of the television programmes, because it's this craze that's sweeping the nation, seagulling. Don't worry, we won't, we'll ring Noel later. I think we'll like, answer that phone. What, what, what is that phone? What's I think it's a mystery me? call. It could be from... Noel Gallagher don't know the phone number. I know. Let's just ignore it. It's hard you can't just answer a phone on radio, Trev. Oh, Can you? It could be anybody. It could be well, in that case. Then, issue. All right, let's, let's do, do it. it. Answer the phone then. Let's see who it is. We don't know how. We don't Pick know it up. How. I know. Just, just lift it up. Pick it up and put it through the desk. Hello? 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 It's a different line. So di Why is it flashing in here? Strange. All right, so there's a challenge for Trevor now. You know we challenge Trevor to do things. Right, here's a challenge from Thompson. Trevor should wet himself on air for oh, the, to make him itchy. What, what's wrong with that challenge? Well, it's a puerile thing. What do you want to do then? Do you think someone's going to ever challenge you? Trevor should live his life according to a, a Dostoevsky novel, Crime and Punishment. Something like that. It's oh, just too difficult to I conduct should, the, the only stage. thing that is, do you remember when we were naked and all the stink? Well, no. Stink? <laughs> I do not recall a stink, man. I'm in the hoo-ha about Hoo us being oh, right, hoo sat Don't naked. use the word stink to describe hoo-ha or nonsense uh, in conjunction with nudity. What's that? Yeah, don't mention that. Well, we want to raise the tone of this show yeah, a little okay. bit. With <laughs> Ali. Crawling around in the gutter. Ali, who's Ali? Let's, Ali. let's not go there. Okay. Ali. Ali, no, something worry, happened in an Ali. Well, oh, well, last night? Yes. Yeah. We went to my mum's 60th birthday last night. Yeah, it was, it was nice. lovely. I yeah. don't think, I don't remember. Right? I had a boogaloo oh, in the right. garden. You did, Trevor, you're a great dancer. Everyone oh, loves you. Shucks. So this is a message from Kathleen and Marina. Trevor should dress in a pink tutu and walk down Oxford Street shouting, I'm a godmother. <laughs> Very godmother. I'm a godmother. <laughs> Godmother's funny. I'm funny. a godmother. I'm a godmother. <laughs> Who's going to trust him to instruct their child in the ways of Christianity? Well, actually, uh, Matt and I have organised a surprise for you, ain't we, Matt? Am I going to be have. somebody's godmother? I would love to be somebody's godmother. No, Trevor, that'd be ridiculous. A godfather. You'd indoctrinate that child I'm in a, a very terrible spiritual lifestyle. person. You're not, Trev. There's nothing uh, spiritual about the way you conduct yourself. It's not as nice as that. Just, just, well, what, there's just going to be an uncle. Yeah, tell him. We've got a tutu, like, we've bought it, you've got to do the rest of the show dressed in a tutu, get your clothes off. I beg your pardon? Do the rest Look. of the show in a tutu, it's over there. Oh, See, I, I see that hanging up there, that tutu. Actually, You're... the top part just looks like one of my normal shirts. It does, when you all dress up in the pink and embarrass skirt us. Doesn't that doesn't like normally Yeah, wear. put that on, Trev, right? Okay. Get, get your clothes off. You'll be able to have a look at this on the webcam if you're not, uh, you know, we'll, also we'll put photographs on the webcam so you can look at it another day if you want to. I'm not walking down. Get some, there's another challenge you from you. This is from young Luke. Get some insects from the outside world and then get Trevor to lick them without eating them so he gets the full taste. We're going to do that as well. I think we've got some insects. I think they're ones that are in lollipops, so no actual insects have been harmed. Okay. My first love, says Brendan, turned out to be someone who had a gay older brother that he hero worshipped and wanted to find out what it's like to be with a bloke. All right. Ultimately, being used to being used to fuel sibling rivalry, but at the time I was completely in love. It took me three years to stop wearing black and listening to low-key music. He's now a journalist in Palm Beach. That's nice. So what, Brendan fell in love with two brothers. Trevor's taken off his clothes now. 
the photographer's coming. As a youth, I fell in with Mar I fell in love with Marina from Stingray. She was very vulnerable, especially out of water. The puppet, I think, was based on Ursula Andres, so she had an added bonus. That's from Gary from Langnenick, I think, somewhere in Wales. Did you like Maria? I don't know who she is. I used to fancy Marina Flintstone or Betty Rubble or one of them. Betty Rubble. Betty Rubble was dark haired, wasn't she? Her. I think it was Wilma and Betty. Yeah, used to fancy Betty more. Yeah. I didn't fancy either of them. Wilma too. was always moaning. Betty was more. She was more fun, wasn't she? Yeah. She's more of a laugh. Trevor's getting his tutu on. Oh, Trevor, God. why don't you do that right by the microphone, like a nutcase yeah. would, if we let them in? Well, it's just to give them a, a flavour. People it's don't like, want that kind of flavour, Trevor. I just bought tickets for the ballet. And like all the irony, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just bought tickets for the ballet. Now I'm a ballerina. What's next? Najinsky coming in here and stamping on my throat. I hope so, Trevor. Trevor. Right, so Trevor's going to be doing the rest of the show. Resource, it? it was a ballerina and all. You know perfectly well, Trevor. This is fun. Hello, Russell and friends. <laughs> oh, this is nice. You look nice, Trev. I tell you what, we should all get these. Yeah, you do uh, look lovely. Yeah, we're right behind fantastic. you, Trev. You look ever so handsome. Nice to see you. Is that our competition winners? They've turned up. Yeah, he looks nice, doesn't he? Lovely. Okay, last week's competition winners are here. So we'll do Trevor Sonic Enigma in a moment. Watch your Enigma. Leave it, Trevor. Sit down. What's your Sonic Enigma this week? Uh, it's. Oh, well, I can't give that away. Otherwise, it would ruin the competition. Have we got the news you in the know how it works. Adam, is it news coming up? Yeah, it's news comes up in two minutes, yeah. two minutes. Two minutes till the news. Yeah. Okay, right, well, so perhaps we should set up your Sonic Enigma. Well, do you want to hear my news? trail? I've done a new trail for it. Why are you doing that ridiculous position? Look how he's This standing. is how a ballerina stands. Ballerina's what are you standing in first position? This is second nonce. position, actually. You look ridiculous. I think it's third base, actually, but, um, no, it's not. <laughs> Trevor, you're having <laughs> sex with yourself again. <laughs> can you sit down? That's really unnerving. <laughs> yeah, sit down, Trevor. I don't think I can't. I want to crush my tutu. Trevor, you know, what you was, just sit down. Stop worrying about crushing your tutu. Don't just you reckon I should have been a dancer? Let's be honest. Uh, yeah, because then we wouldn't have to work with you. There, there are obvious <laughs> immediate benefits to that idea. So we're going into the news in a minute. Let's hear your trail for your hit, Sonic Enigma this week. Trevor. Fire it off, baby. Trevor, why are you talking about What's that been inspired by, Trevor? Um, it, it just came to me. I, 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 I try not to plan these things. I just go into the studio. It's clear that you don't plan them because the they're absolute that's jungle. jungle. No, that's the jingle. That's, that's the jingle. That is the jingle. Yeah. Trevor, so indulgent. It went on for twenty seconds. Ghostly sound. It's not. Doesn't say. It doesn't say. Here's a competition on the radio. It does. Just if you listen to those lyrics. Sonic Enigma. Sonic Enigma. Yeah, you picked up the tune. It's catchy, isn't it? It's not catchy, Trevor. It's quite annoying. Let's listen to our trail. Me and Matt done one. Oh, Bill, I'm terribly worried about little Trevor. Why, what's the problem, Sue Lock? What's wrong with our son, Trevor Lock? He's upstairs and he's he's got all sorts of mental problems. I think one day it might come out in some sort of enigma. I think it will come out an enigma. I said to you when you were pregnant, let me punch it out now, then we can have it for dinner. But you insisted on birthing the fool. Now he makes enigmas. Well, we need something to clear up the mice around the village. I know. We'll raise our son to be a brutal animal killer. Shall we, dear? Oh, do what you like with him. I'm bored of the little twit. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that was, wasn't it, Matt? Yeah. Me and Matt done that. 
That's how we think of you, Trev. Oh, we no. regard you in that manner. I've noticed. Yeah. Okay, we won't listen to the actual Sonic Enigma. We'll listen to that after the news, but it's going to be real exciting. But first, let's have a little bit of news to see what's going on in this crazy world of ours. I always regret it when I throw some news like that because it's often been a tragedy. So let's do a more sober. Here's the bloody news. All right, let's hear Trevor's Sonic Enigma. We played you the trail just now. Here's the Enigma itself. Have a listen to it. Oh, I make cotton chips, please. Or would you like a satellite or a plate of mushy peas? Uh, no, I'll just have uh, cotton chips, please. A sausage roll or a pasty or some onions. Just, uh, just cotton chips, please, mate. Oh. It's sort of the usual Elvis impression that tends to creep into Trevor's work, meandering, long, confusing. If you know what track that's referring to, text us 64046, email us russell.6musicbbc.co.uk. What did you make of that, Matt? Well, obviously the Elvis connection, the overlongness of the it. The rain in the background, that seems to be a near constant feature. That's the fat-frying, surely. That's the fat-frying. He uses the same sound effect as he always uses for rain or toilets being flushed and the other junk that he churns out for us. It's Trevor... Can you even be getting... Oh, I'm a broken I, man. Can I, I you feel be, like I'm getting a consistency now. I'm weaving into You're consistently consistent rubbish. Themes. You are consistently awful at making sonic enigmas. There's no doubt like about that. It's like a tapestry. That. There's motifs that return each... They're not week. motifs. Don't refer they to are. these things as motifs, Trev. Like the sonic enigma is not an artistic movement, all right? Well. You've seen the way he's put his ballet shoes on. Yeah, professionally Properly. and skillfully, Professional. as if he's done it hundreds of times. Yes. Trevor's dressed as a ballet dancer. Trevor, dancer. pick up your phone, go out onto the streets of London and dance and pass your mobile phone to a person and get them to describe your dancing. If you leave now, we won't have to look at you any longer. <laughs> Horrible thing to say. Go on. Go on. Go out into the, go take outside. your phone, go into the streets, and then we'll, we'll, and do a dance and get someone on the street to describe your dancing. We'll You'll do have it to in give me link. your phone because my phone is um, going to die. Yeah. <laughs> give him, yeah, give, give him. him your phone, Matt. Last week's Sonic Enigma winners are here. Come into the studio, lads. Walk through that door. Set there, so you just go out into the street and do some dancing. Okay. You alright? Okay. You said that. I like the glum acceptance that yep. he's taken. Okay. To it. okay. I'll go out onto the street. Go out, go outside. Just go out, go outside. Find someone to describe your dancing. That mic's not. We'll right, call okay, you. We'll, we'll, we'll call yeah, you. Yeah, we'll, we'll call, call you, call you and put you for How long do you need? Five minutes? You've got five minutes, Trev. We're going to play a track. Have done that before, Matthew? Run. Run outside. It's about time you did, because you look like you're someone who should be doing it. Get someone who's good and we'll describe what you're doing well. Right, okay, so last week's Sonic Enigma winners are here. Come to this microphone, chaps. What's, it's, uh, it's, what's your name? Nick and Steve. Chris and Steve. Chris and Steve. Speak right into that microphone as if you're the Supremes. Hello. Hello. The Supremes would not stand distant like that. <laughs> Your face must be within six inches. Now Trevor's gone, we could use chairs. Hey, sit There's down. chairs around, lads. Get chairs. Sit, you sit yourself down. Yeah. Uh, what was the Sonic Enigma that you uh, answered correctly? It was, uh, it was Pull Shapes by the Pipettes. Oh, yes, well I done. The Pipettes. Trevor wanted the Pipettes to come in here, but... Uh, uh, alas, they're not going to because they're frightened of Trevor. I think was the reason Apparently, they go. So. They said they didn't want to feel comfortable being here with someone with such obvious sexual attraction to them and someone with the history that Trevor's got. One need only glance at MySpace. Um, so, uh, did you? What did you think of this week's Sonic Enigma? I think it's easy. Oh really? I think it's really easy. Too yeah. easy. We got it. We have got it. So I don't. We're not going to say it. He's panicking. Adam, not everyone is as bungling on air as you. These people, the competition <laughs> here, have got a cool, calm collectiveness that we associate with people that have got no obligation to the show. Matt, um, what should we tweet? Now we've got Trevor out there dressed in all that gear. Is Trevor has actually gone out of the studio now? What should we do? Let's well, the mess first with him. Thing we should do is, oh, God, is he hidden his clothes? I did it. 
Oh, I've already took his them? clothes and hidden. Oh, as good. soon as you mentioned it, say. I took them out and I've hidden them. Yeah. So that, but that's, we have to reveal that so that on air he has the realization of that. Because we right. don't want him not realizing until after the show's finished that he's got no clothes. No, let's. I've, I've like got that. a better idea. What? We phoned DHL. I've met that one. Yeah, go on. Um, and we get his clothes sent somewhere on air, like well, now. Let's call him. Let's call DHL. And we get him sent to some location, so he has to go there. Go and get them in his tutu. Brilliant idea. Adam, Steph, Steph, will you get to DHL on the phone and put him through to the desk, please, during the next track? And we'll make Trev listen to it on the phone. Or we just get a cab, send him in a cab, go, can you take these, this man? No, it's funny if it's DHL. Yeah? We're yeah. advertising them now. It's oh, too, too other, other delivery services are available. There's that brown one. They're called something else. What are they? UHL. <laughs> UPS. UPS! Brilliant. Well done. We'll See, get one of them No too. undue prominence there. Okay. Right, so let's listen to... What are we going to listen to now? Shall we listen to Trevor's Sonic Enigma again? Let's have another have... listen to Sonic Enigma while Trevor's not here. Then we can express okay. our true we feelings without him. protecting him. Okay. Well, I make cotton chips, please. Right, okay. Oh, sure like uh, no, I just have uh, cotton chips, please. It's the way onion rings in a moment. It's just indulgent. It's really indulgent. Such a self-indulgent thing. Why do you think he's doing this Elvis thing all the time? He's obsessed. No, but I think he's he's angling for some sort of... Trevor really sounds like Elvis. Oh, Trevor's like Elvis. Perhaps we should make a film about Elvis and have Trevor play Elvis. That's what he's clearly angling for, isn't he? He's clearly got something like that going on. All right, so if you know the answer to that, 64046, or you can email us. Remember what we said about that Guillemots thing. Wait till you hear the track, then text us and email us, because we can't answer the phone in here. So we're going to ring Trev, let's, and then, uh, but first of all, let's have a little listen to uh, Soul Wax, shall we? Yeah. And then we'll sort out this, we'll send off Trevor's clothes somewhere. And if so you're in the West End of London, you see a sad, pug-faced little ballerina. <laughs> <laughs> kick him. Kick, kick him. him to the floor. <laughs> Stamp the life out of that fool. He's wondering, um, the BBC building, we're on a great Portland Street, so Trevor will be around there because he's not got much imagination. He he's got my phone, phone, which is upsetting. That's all right. We can get you another phone. And all, but how do we replace Trevor Lock with? I don't know. We could train a chimpanzee to wear a tutu, I suppose. Let's let's, let's listen to Soul Wax. Too many DJs. It's just me and Matt at the moment because Trev's outside. We're gonna we're just ringing Trevor now. Trev's outside dressed uh, as a ballerina. You'll be able to see. My God, that cookie woman's attractive, isn't she? There's a woman here selling cookies to all of us. But I understand she's married, isn't she? I don't know. Um, so, like, Trevor's outside dressed in a tutu and stuff. What we've decided... Is Trevor, are you, is Trevor up? Uh, Trevor's here, but it's Peter talking. Hello, Peter. How are you? I'm really well. You, Peter, can you t What's Trevor doing at the moment? Oh, he's doing a really athletic movement here. He's up on his toes, his backside... <laughs> Do you think this is Trevor... Hold on, Peter, how, can happened. you describe... Peter, describe to us what happened between you and Trevor. Well, we were just walking down the street and we saw this magnificent sight. Who, who, who's we, Peter? My wife and I. Oh, what's your wife's name? Lorraine. And are you, you and Lorraine are on holiday, are you? That's right. We came all the way from Australia just to see Trevor dancing on the road. <laughs> Is that Trevor doing a voice? I think it's Trevor doing a voice. Beg your pardon? Uh, you're, but you're, cause you, you sound a little bit like Trevor doing an Australian accent, Peter. Yes, I hope not. Yeah, I know. I don't that... look like him anyway. Then pass the phone to Trevor just quickly for us, Peter. Oh, just a minute here, Trevor. He wants to talk to you. Hi. He doesn't believe it. She's very cold. Ah, right, right, okay, fair enough. Right, pass the phone back. Are you cold, Trevor? Yeah, I'm cold and I'm humiliated and I'm embarrassed. Lisa Moore, she's just turned up. All right, Lisa. She nearly crashed the car when she saw me. Send her upstairs, for she normally crashes that car anyway. It's the way oh, she right, carries right. on on the road. She's yeah. a menace. Tell you what, right, all right, pass the phone back to Peter now, Trevor, because we on. didn't believe it was you. Yeah, <laughs> people didn't believe it was you. 
know. Hello, Peter. Sorry about that. I may, you may have noticed that my tone was slightly acerbic. That's because I thought you were Trevor Locke. Now that I know you're not. Greetings, sir. Welcome to the Russell Brown Radio Show. Thank you for your help. Thanks, Russell. So, um, we just we what we need you to do, Peter, is just to describe. Let me let you in on a secret, uh, Peter. We, we've sent Trevor out of the studio dressed in a tutu. What we're going to do now is we're sending his clothes uh, via a delivery service to Chariots, uh, which is in London, is a gay massage parlour and sauna and meeting place for gay people around Liverpool Street. I understand it's quite a nice establishment. We're going to be sending his clothes there. Don't tell Trevor that because it's a little surprise for him that, <laughs> that, that we're, we're going to re reveal to him in a minute. But first of all, um, Peter, could you instruct Trevor to begin his dancing now? Well, he's been cavorting all over the he's place. He's doing dancing now. He's doing it anyway. He has been. He's getting rather tired. He's, he's stopped that and he's starting to do... Uh, he's he's uh, acting as a traffic policeman. He's holding up the traffic he's in now. traffic. Yeah, but they're taking no notice whatsoever. He, he obviously doesn't <laughs> look like a policeman, I don't think. He doesn't have any authority, does he, in that tutu? Well, he, he doesn't actually interested. look like a, a bobby either. He doesn't act like one, does he? Let's, let's be honest. Well, he's very friendly. I mean, oh, now he's kissing the passers-by. He's I kissing passers-by. Peter, give the phone... Peter, thank you very much yeah, for your okay. help and for authenticating thank Trevor. You, Would you pass the phone back to Trevor now? Hello. Trevor, you all right, mate? Yeah, do you want to speak to Lisa? No, to send Lisa up to the studio. Go up to the studio immediately. You're yeah, wanted. Well, I'm coming. Oh, look. Just send her up. Got, Trevor, oh, this is Trevor, Trevor. Yeah. yeah? You know your clothes? Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> we're sending your clothes. We're sending your clothes to Chariot's uh, gay uh, massage parlour around Liverpool Street because we know be how much you like those kind of environments. You'll be able to pick them up later. That's not nice. That's Just... all I've been through. I've been so nice to you this weekend. You've not been that nice, well, Trev. Trev, all you got to do is drive there in your tutu and go <laughs> ask at reception for them and take an MP3, record it. And we can listen to that on next week's show. It'll be entertaining, oh, won't it, I want to go to bed. Sorry, Trev. <laughs> Perhaps you can go to bed in chariots. I'm sure the lads there will be grateful. Bye-bye. Thanks <laughs> very much. He's trying to get back quickly. Let's call DHL or oh, another yeah. um, shouldn't service. shouldn't have blown that so soon to him. No, okay, it's all right. It's fine. Let's, Let's get tell, wait, We'll tell okay. him that they've already gone and we need to get we'll, those we'll, That's all right. We'll do it. No, I'm coming right. back now. Trev, oh, oh, you heard that. Get him off the line. Bye, Trev. Love who, love who. Right, okay, then. Uh, let's get, cut Trevor off. So is this the number for, for uh, the... Right, call chariot. Uh, call the chariots first. Let's call them now. Let's go through some other people's love things. Uh, right, hello, Russell and friends. This is from James Smart Wiltshire. During the summer of two thousand and one, I was out of my head with first love. At the time, it felt like a Philip K. Dick style brain attack. Though in hindsight, I can laugh about it, but at the time, it was terrible. It was all very high concept, and the various ways I tried to cope with it included putting my head in an industrial freezer for ten minutes at a time. Interesting what? way of coping. This fella. James Smart Wiltshire tried to cope with love by putting his head in an industrial freezer. Um, okay, and uh, reading Victorian novels while wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask. Also reverse Buddhism, brainwashing, and mm, interesting way of coping with love by J with James. That didn't sound like it was a positive experience for him. What, falling in love? Putting his head in the freezer. Why it doesn't sound like it. Silly. Sounds like he had a terrible time of it. Should we play right. a tune while we sort this out on the phone? Okay, let's do it. What are we going to listen to? Pearl Jam. No! It's Wouldn't You Miss Me, Sid Barrett. Oh no, it's a live podcast. Why have you moved to what, what it's a bit me? down and we need, I thought, When did that decision get made? I like Wouldn't You Miss Me. me. Put we're, it on we're now. Playing it. We're playing it in Put the it on. Oh god, hang on a minute. Alright, no, listen to Pearl Jam then. No, listen no, to Pearl Jam. Let's no. put Pearl Jam on, let's have a listen to that. This is Russ Brown 6 Music. Here's Pearl Jam. This is Sid Barrett now. Oh is it? You've changed yeah. to Sid Barrett. Wouldn't All You right. Miss Me? But this, we dedicate this to Trevor Locke. Alright, so Sid Barrett, yeah? Yeah, Sid Barrett, great. Let's listen to it.
Six music. Trevor's back. Are you alright, Trev? No, I mean, it's a severe state of trauma. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> We're just having I'm, a bit of a laugh, wasn't it? It's not a laugh at my expense. This is getting out of hand. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> what, do you think it's like army bullying or something? Well, I, I don't know if this happens in the army. Um, Did you enjoy <laughs> Well, apparently it does. Apparently this is the, exactly the sort of thing I'll that tell you what on. happened. Two mm. little twins, yeah. dressed in pink, Yeah. came up to me. Wasn't that weird? I'm dressed in pink, in a pink tutu. And How then two little, little twins? Sort of angelic... I don't know, nine-year-old oh, blonde twins. It was, it was sort of um, eerie, like sub eerie, supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Like Kubrickesque. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there'll be corridors of blood later. Yeah. I'm convinced. You look, you look ever so nice. Thank you. Right. Well, anyway, Trev, we've sent off your clothes. Don't, don't well, I've put my, I've put Matt Morgan's phone down my knickers. He's got in my phone. Down your knickers. Yeah. Did you, you, you done that before? Yeah, and I'm hoping he gets some messages because I think it might be quite exciting. I bet Trevor, you... is that on your skin or in your neck against your material pants? Uh, it's on one side it's against my material pants, and on the other side ah. it's against my flesh knickers. Oh, <laughs> Trevor, look! Look at Matt's getting Matt's getting all aggressive. Oh, oh, this is putting his hand down his suit. <laughs> did you just touch his genitals? Yeah. No, you didn't. Matthew, what's wrong with you? You've got these dressed in a I'm wearing skin tight knickers, mate. Down Trevor's more. pants. Well, I want that out of there, please. Come on, chaps. Let's go. Well, I want my clothes back to be doing that. Massage part. This is silly. <laughs> oh my God. Go there. Go there. Go there and get them. Well, okay, if I you leave now, you could be by phone. the end of the show. Yeah? All right. I see what this is saying. You want me out of the show, don't you? Fair enough. Well, actually, Trevor, you don't contribute much. I understand. What's this about you directing traffic? Were you directing traffic out yeah, there just in that tutu? Yeah, I thought it'd be quite funny. Sounds and then absurd. I remembered this is not a TV show, but a radio show, and no one's watching. Okay, let's have it. Right, so your Sonic and Nigger, guess what? No one's entered it, Trev. <laughs> <laughs> people, are, people, people are abandoning it as an idea. People don't want to be involved anymore. Really? People, people were sustaining interest for as long as you were in the studio. The minute you went out, people thought, ah, oh, this is our opportunity. They sent us text messages saying, what's wrong with Trevor's Sonic and Nigger? Thank God he's out of the studio dressed it was a, it was a house of cards. as Darcy Bustle. Oh, it's just fell down. Oh. I Nothing thought it was a bit more like Nurif. Apparently it's too easy as well. <laughs> yeah, should we listen to it alive by Pearl Jam, then we can wrap up this competition. Then we've got Matt's cultural review, Lisa Morris is here, probably traumatised by the sight of him nimble-footing about in the road. Terrorising twins from the sound of things. Cake ladies here as well. Cake ladies here, yeah, let's get cake lady in, why not? It's nice to- there's a woman here selling cakes to us. Why do you bring her here? Is it because you fancy her? Because she's beautiful? Uh, no. She's married? Uh, she told me that you've been harassing her, Trevor. I haven't been. Really you said you've been suggesting no. unusual and disturbing ingredients. You can say anything now, erotic, and we know it's nonsense. Erotic so. cookies. You've erotic. been asking her, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sparkle buns, dinkle sprinkles, all oh, over them. You suggested. Yeah, I never would use that sort of language. Let's listen to Pearl Jam, shall we? Hello there. Hello. Hello. This is uh, this is Russell. You know you know me, Russell, don't you? My code words, in fact, Russell. Sorry. Do you know Russell? You normally pick me up in NW3. Okay. Yeah, my code word, my uh, my code is Russell. All right, okay. That's my pin number, which I'm going to have to change now, obviously. Um, <laughs> hello, um, like I need you. I, I, you normally pick me up from in NW3. I won't say my address because I'm, I do a radio show. Do you know me? Do you know who I am? I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. But do you remember me from because I'm a regular user of your cab firm? I'm not too sure, mate. I'm, I'm new here myself. Ah, you're new here. Well, uh, welcome to the taxi firm. Um, I just need you, I've just got a job for you. I need you to pick something up from Gildea Street, Portland Place. Mm -hmm. Have you got that? Uh, Gildea Street off Great Portland Street, actually. Street, it's yeah. the Six Music Building. G-I-L-D-E-A. Yeah, that's G-I-L-D-E-A. And I need you to pick up, um, uh, um, how quickly can you get here? We need you here in sort of five minutes to pick up some clothes. What, my 
minutes, you'll be at least 15, 20. 15's cool, 15's cool. Um, yeah, yeah, just come as quickly as you can, and we need you to pick up some clothes, and I need you to take them to Ch Chariot's Massage Parlour, uh -huh. and that's in Shoreditch, that's just off Shoreditch High Street. And we need to, the driver's got to take some clothes in there. It's, um... What number do you this year are you at? Uh, it's called Westland House, it's the main street. What number is it? 99. 99. 99. Now, you've got to pick up, um, the clothes of Trevor Lock and take them to, um, Chariot's Gay Massage Parlour in Shoreditch. No problem, What's your phone number there? Um, I c what phone number can we give Muswell? Give Trevor's phone number. Yeah, come on. Um, 0207... We'll phone you back we'll in a minute. Back. We'll call you back and give no, you a number. No, because we want the... Yeah, tell me the number for six music. 0207... 42... Oh, it's 0207 428 2644. Or text us on 64046. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, 15 minutes, yeah? Yeah. Cheers. All right, mate. Thank you very much. See you in a minute. Yeah, bye. Bye. Trevor, your little your clothes is going on a special journey, isn't it? Yeah, well, I hope you're proud. I am proud. Yeah, Can I, I have my phone back? He's got my no. phone in his pants. He's not going to give you his phone back after you've just augmented and orchestrated his clothes being sent off to a gay massage parlour. I know. Well, Although, actually, hard. Trevor, this for you will be, it could be a dating opportunity. Lisa Morris is here, everyone. Let's create some atmosphere. Right, hello Lisa, thanks for coming. Uh, you're welcome Russell, thanks for having me. Did you see, you saw Trevor in the street, did you? I did, it was a complete surprise. How was he carrying on? He was... Uh, <laughs> what was he doing? You know, what was he doing? shady, a verb. kind dance, of talking dancing. to young girls, basically. He was talking to young... Lisa! Trevor, that was not but part of the task. Why are we talking to young girls? Having photos taken with them. Oh, oh Trevor. Taken, I did not talk to them, I was talking yeah, to someone actually, else. Yeah, actually you didn't talk, you were quite rude to them. You saw I was on the phone to that little fella there. You just went, oh thanks, and sort of like... Blase, nonchalant attitude. they went crying. Really? Yeah. Making children cry. Yeah. Did you not do any dancing? <laughs> he didn't do any dancing, no. I'm gonna take I'm gonna hire him for my daughter's birthday party. Looks I'd great. keep him away from your daughter's Ballerina. birthday yeah. party if I was you, Lisa. <laughs> I think the last thing any children's party needs is Trevor Lott going around making children cry. He's got yeah. two seventeen year old Italian girls living in absolute dread they are in his house. Old. Are they both eighteen? We yeah. spoke she to those eighteen girls. on Wednesday. Thank God. Thank God that she's edging towards adulthood and, uh, and keeping you uh, potentially out of jail. We've also got Xanthi here, who's known as Cookie Girl. Create atmosphere for Cookie Girl, yes! Hello. Hello, Xanthi. Hello, So, why Trevor organised you coming, did he? He did, yeah. Well, on what grounds? Um, to bring cookies for your... Why? Why? Well, how did he justify it? Um, he didn't really justify well, it. Well, let's just explain to people that are, are deprived of visual medium, Xanthi is sexually attractive. <laughs> she is a sexually attractive woman. Look, I have a mid-morning sugar dip around about half past eleven. <laughs> the mid-morning sugar dip is how Trevor describes coating his genitals in sherbet. That's what he calls his mid-morning sugar dip. You're a sick and twisted individual. Xanthi, you've been in here. It's lovely to have you here. I have straddled. Trevor. Trevor, before you. Well, be careful. Quite nightly for about a month. What? I think. <laughs> What's, what exactly is happening we, here? We did a play together. We worked together. Oh, in really? Edinburgh, yeah. You, know, one of you did write it. Was, he wrote it. Once. Yeah, he did write the play and cast the play. I've been in one of Trevor's And direct plays. it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why it's essentially live pornography. <laughs> if it had appeared on the streets of Pat Pong, Bangkok, I think the local residence committee would have got together to have it banned. Trevor's plays are essentially one man's decadent fantasies marching across a stage, make the work of the Marquis de Sade look jaded, tired and inhibited. Sanfi, thank you for coming. Um, so can I have Would a cookie like a then? Cookie, yeah. I'd love a cookie. Okay, there's milk, Belgian chocolate. I love that yeah, one. Go for that one. Anyone else? Mmm, yeah. really nice. Okay, um, so let's wrap up. We need to get some entries for Trevor's Sonic Enigma brought into this studio, please. Mm. Let's, um... Good cookie. Oh, oh, have a listen to this song and see what it inspires in you. This might be interesting. Now we're doing Trevor's Sonic Enigma. How are you feeling, Trev? Why do you look so listless and miserable and unhappy? 
happy. I've never seen anyone look so miserable in a tutu before, except perhaps the vicar in Morris's song. I just think that, you know, you're going a little bit too far. What with? What have we gone too far with? Well, you're just picking on me in a ridiculous way now. Now I've got to go to Shoreditch. <laughs> I never have a day off. I never have a day off. Yesterday was my day off. I had to ferry those Italian girls to FedEx. You didn't have to, to do, do that, Trev. Do the thing with what my was, Why were you ferrying them to FedEx? Because to... you murdered them. Was it their corpses <laughs> that you were taking to FedEx? Because it was a thing I had to pick up. And then... What's this thing? What's what going on with these Italian girls? You shouldn't thing? be allowed to have Italian girls no, living in these houses. Food parcels Look sent you, in you by their parents. Look at you, you're a transvestite. You've got teenage girls living in your house. You're going now to a gay massage parlour. And you've got children living in your house. I'm, let's get their parents on the phone in Italy. Who speaks Italian? This is an outrage. I'm, Matt, I'm worried. Are you worried about the way I'm, he's living? I'm deeply concerned. Cookie Girl's just been sick in her own cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa Moorish looks destitute. I've never seen her like this. Okay, so we're trying to wrap up Trevor's Sonic Enigma. Let's tell you something. Every single person that entered the competition got it right. However, every single person in this room didn't get it right. Except last week's competition winners, yeah. uh, Chris and Steve, they got it right. Which is you? ironic because last week they didn't actually get the competition right, they had to Google the answer. You cheat! You dirty cheats! Yeah. Oh, you are you are the Sonic Enigma equivalent yeah. of OJ Simpson. I just hope you don't get away with it. They went Not to, that he was guilty. They went to www.cheatsonicenigma.com and found out the answer. Tre Trevor, again, talking of the Enigma as if it's a cultural phenomenon, as if it exists independently of him, as if it's a Siamese twin. It does it exist independently of me. Trevor, you don't even exist independently. There's a good, right, so, right, we've got uh, Jessica on the line. She is a person that we believe has got the right answer. There seems little point in playing the Enigma again, as every one of our listeners already knows the answer. Uh, Jessica, hello. Hello, Russell. I'm really sorry to correct you, but I'm Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline, I'm very sorry for getting your name wrong. How are you, dear? I'm very well, thank you. Have you been enjoying our radio programme that we make I today? I love your radio programme. I listen to it on Sunday mornings every week. It's good to do that. You listen to the podcast as well, because we're trying to get to the top of the charts, as a matter yes. of fact. It's I haven't done that. I will try that. There's extra bits on the podcast. Sometimes Trevor is a, a lot more honest about his relationship with those Italian girls, for example. The Italian police are now in uh, in possession of podcasts number seven and eight and are scrutinising it. <laughs> well, I shall have to listen to that. Yeah, you, you, you ought to. It's interesting stuff. Uh, so you think you know the answer to the enigma? I think I do. Uh, have you ever got an enigma right before? Yes, I have. I got the um, the Beatles one um, about the bathroom window. Oh, yes, of course. Trevor, would you like to say hello to Jacqueline? No. Why? What's wrong with you? Because <laughs> it's a convention, it's a cliche. Why should I say hello to people just because you say, would you like to say hello to someone? I mean, like, that makes me feel like a child. I'll tell you what it is, Trev. It's being polite to people. It's not had the common courtesy to enter your ridiculous contest. Yes, we are next you week. You are. are you gonna tell right? if, if Jacqueline gets it right, and we know we, that she has got it right, because everyone who well, enters the competition has got it right. Well, it means something. Might not be in London, though. Say hello to her in the flesh. It sounds like you're going to shout into her bottom, which wouldn't surprise me, looking at the way you're dressed, you disgusting animal. Well, maybe I will shout into her bottom, and maybe it'll echo back me. I think Maybe what it would probably echo back is that you are a pervert. Stop Maybe leaning the on your microphone. Man on the wall. Stop leaning on your microphone like that. You're not a Ramon. Let go of it. I will not <laughs> let go of my microphone. The way I choose to use my microphone technique is up to me. Don't you bully me any further. <laughs> oh, are you standing up to me, Trevor? I am literally You're standing, standing up. Standing up in a tutu. What a ridiculous what, sight. Trev. Oh, he's flashing. That masculinity. Matthew's <laughs> phone is half ingested. Oh, no. It's Trevor. <laughs> it looks like it's scurrying to freedom. Matthew, we'll get you another phone on expenses. They shouldn't have to swear with that. 
feeling it's going to work really well when you get to the old massage. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, true. They're going to love that you gear still, down Give me there. my clothes. I want my clothes. I'm a man. I'm a real man in a tutu with easy access to all of my orifices, and I want to be treated with respect. Trev, can I have my phone? I've got to go. Trevor, stop touching any the of your mates. If any Trevor, stop touching the microphone. He's making a terrible din on air. Let go of it. You're, it's a technical if problem. If I let go of it now, it's going to crash. I'll tell you what will crash is your career if you don't start <laughs> listening to the people that are instructing you. If there are any of Matt Morgan's friends listening, please ring his phone now. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty oh, animal. Because I'm hoping he switched it to vibrate. Oh, oh Trevor, a lot. on it like that. You well, how, where is it in your on? knickers? You're never getting that back, Matt. Not after you had that colonic yesterday. He's all open, gaping, and ready to take calls. That's oh, Trevor Lock. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's the truth. Jacqueline, what's the answer to the Sonic Enigma, my dear? Okay, the answer is there's this guy who works down the chip shop swears his Elvis by Kirsty McCall. Is that the right answer, Trevor? Well, of course it is, otherwise she wouldn't be on air, would she? <laughs> well done, let's create atmosphere! Great answer, yes! Same time, humanity, hooray for humanity. But you know, we could have given it to Nick, uh, Nick Godkin, we could have given it to Alan in Plymouth, we could have given it to someone in Liverpool, we could have given it to Dave Priestley, Dale Priestley. Jacqueline, we did give it to you. There's a countless correct, not one wrong answer, Trevor. Well, there we are. So you're People Sonic are beginning Enigma. to get on my wavelength, aren't they? I think what I'm you're beginning to win over the country. You're, so won over you're you Sonic Platishes. Oh, it's so vibrating. Easy. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Someone's ringing it. Oh, oh, it's a text. Animal. It was a text. <laughs> Let's just hope Two no one rings it. Trevor, if anyone... Read that. If, Trevor, if someone rings that phone, you're paying for the dry cleaning of the tutu. <laughs> let me tell you, okay? Oh, this is disgusting. It's immoral. It's amoral. I'd like it's disgusting. I we were bullying him and my phone wasn't involved. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Should have given it to him. You should never have given him your phone. Never is trust it? Is Trevor. It front or back? It's in him. Front, isn't it? Oh, oh, oh another one. That's nice. Oh, Christ. Okay, listen. Let's um, listen. We're going to listen to the pipettes. Probably the pipettes. Yeah. Oh, Jack uh, Jacqueline, thanks, darling. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> thanks. Right. Contribution. Well Are you coming well in next done, week, Jacqueline? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Bring some people in. Uh, and when I say people, I mean protection, because Trevor Lock is usually <laughs> overly amorous with competition. He considers them his prey. He's got the same attitude to competition winners that Fred West had to his daughters. Thank yeah. you very much, Jacqueline. Okay, Thank so um, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's listen to the pipettes, other people that Trevor has terrified and stalked. Then we're going to have a bit more of a chat to Lisa Morris. Who knows what the cookie girl's going to do? Let's ring up Noel. We had a little chat to Noel earlier. We were ringing back and we've got Matt Morgan's cultural review. Yes. You went to an opera, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, and I don't speak like that. <laughs> oh, we're in the opera. This is what I've done. I'm some effing opera. I suck something out of my bum. Let's have a listen to the pipettes. But first, a little trail, I believe. Music. That there was the Pipettes Pool Shapes. The Pipettes who won't be coming into the Russell Brand show on the Six Music with Trevor Locke and Matt Morgan. Why, Trevor? Because they've got something better to do with their tour. On, on because they time. value their sexual dignity. <laughs> That's why, Trevor, and they don't want to come in here and be lunged at by a man in a tutu who's even now plotting his route to a gay massage parlour. How many? Not attacking homosexual lifestyles. We're attacking Trevor Locke. How many texts have I had? You've had two texts and give I've Matt his phone back, you pervert. Luckily, they came through in braille you oh dear you oh. sick animal what's wrong with you what's wrong with this man nothing is wrong with me it's the way you treat me lisa come up to the mic step up to the mic baby we're talking about love what was your first love lisa my first love yeah as in a person didn't you thing? used to get picked up from school by bros uh no not quite well no. tell us about i that. met Where them at a junior from? best disco at the hippodrome when i was about 15. what were you doing at disco when you were 15. Well, I used to go to all sorts of places when I was 15. Did you? Yeah, I used to dress up like Sade, put red lipstick on high heels and grease my hair back and, and go out for rent. Off you go. Pubs, yeah, clubs, you know. But it was a junior best disco. It was for, it was for teenagers. What were Bros doing there? They were performing. 
Oh, oh right, fair enough. Mm. Well, I never picked them up from school. And, and they, did you have a relationship with one of them? Completely false. No, I didn't, you cheeky shit. Trevor! Boy, that's just a question. Why, what an accusation, Rick. How dare you! You misogynist, <laughs> woman-hating, ballet-dress-wearing, spiteful man. You just said, what's your first love? Didn't you go out with Bross or something? You said, no, I was in junior No, he thing. said, no, but then he then said, did Bross used to pick you up from school? I it was a different, it was unrelated subject. subject. Unrelated like, to love, actually. Why did you get to picking up from school? So I just looked at Lisa and I remember so I thought, oh, imagine Bross picking her up from school, and then I said it. That's <laughs> how my brain right, works. Well, then Something you should have sworn at him, not me. Hey, sorry. Listen, I'm not. Atta- I'm not attacking Lisa. Neither so, who, who was your first love? Who was my first love? Yeah, what was um, your first experience I think it was of love? A boy called Stephen Morton, and. He was, he kissed, I remember him kissing another girl. I remember slapping him around the face. We were at five. Because of envy. Because of someone else. Yeah. I was devastated. He was, it's hard, he was isn't Maltese. it? Love it was quite hard. Well, the Maltese, you know. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> you know they're like. <laughs> oh, with anything of woman born. <laughs> Who's the Maltese? <laughs> Lisa's well, the boy first, that I like, the first love. You're yeah. not Maltese. No, I'm no, not, no. no. Okay. You're, well, quite, you're, you're quite to, aggressive. Do we do a race attack now? No. Well, I'm just trying to work out why she slapped this little kid. <laughs> what? Well, I was girl. just saying What's that, that you... got to do with being Maltese? Maltese people don't go around slapping people, I Trip. Didn't say what are you doing? I was being really nice about you just now, saying you, you reminded me of the girl from the pipettes, which is no insult to her. He looks quite cute, but I'll take that back now. What? Take he looks can't take that back. He looks I mean, a bit like her. He does know he's wearing a tutu. And she's beautiful. We've been trying to get the pipettes to come in here. They're terrified to come in because of Trevor. Are they scared of Trevor? I think they should be as well now. How many of them? No, they shouldn't. Three, isn't it? How many pipettes are there? Four. Three. And then there's, there's the men three that girls make the music. And then the boys. Then there's the men that make the music. <laughs> you sexiest hater of all things female. Do you know what our competition winner said of them? Cool. He said it's that they sound like what say it, go to the microphone and say what Trevor, look, don't talk to people around. like that. <laughs> I'm quite um, no, I just thought it sounded a bit like um what would happen if Danny um, Minogue joined Steps reformed. They do sound a bit like that. <gasps> I Blimey. What an attack. Eat cookie girl has just eaten the sick that she'd done into a cookie basket. <laughs> That's really harsh. They're my mates. I might have to kick you on their behalf. Are they your oh, mates? What would they want me to do, do you think? I think they wanted to kick Trev right in the nuts. No, I didn't say it. My phone, my phone. <laughs> it was a- <laughs> my phone. That's quite about his phone getting kicked. Yeah, actually, do it. I'll be invulnerable. Um, <laughs> You're not invulnerable, Trevor. Trevor, you've sweated on my phone. <laughs> you don't know that. Do you know what? It reminds me of a story. That story of the woman that bought those booty things. Do you know about that? What? what? Someone went shopping with those beady vibrating things upper. Mm. And she, upper. And she <laughs> no, but she, it was awful because she passed out and they called an ambulance. I think she fell in the freezer compartment. Well, because the orgasm was so intense, yeah. she passed out. <laughs> yeah. I get a lot of that. And they discovered. Matthew, what are you doing? Trevor's phone is now in my pants. <laughs> You're used to. Listen, I thought we were going to try and raise the cultural tone of this show and the way you two have got used to oh Russell you're too scatological oh Russell me who mentions things like on this show I've me- mentioned Brett Dostoevsky all sorts of references I'm using you two are content to stuff phones up yourselves like a premiership footballer <laughs> who shall remain nameless so listen then let's do this should we do Matt's cultural review what now well why, when are we going to do we just let's tried to ring Noel we went through Noel's answer phone let's right let's listen to the trail that Matt's made for his cultural review okay let's uh Matt does a cultural review where he Hello, this is Matthew Morgan's cultural review. Thank you. Right, now I'll do one. No, hang on, I've done that well enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that well enough. <laughs> Didn't do we not speak like that. Oh, hang on, where's my notes? Well, you've got notes on your cultural review. Oh, yeah. oh, Maybe they're down my pants. Trevor, what's wrong with you? Your well, pants are like me. Pandora's box. Just all the evils of the world are stuffed down there. <laughs> Even before today's shows, they had your genitals down them, and that was a terrible place to start. 
Crikey. Okay, should we uh, let's have a little bit? Of, should we have some music before yeah. we do Matt's cultural review? Yeah, I need to prepare for it. We're going to listen to System of a Down, Chop Suey. Oh, blimey, there's going to be some energy on tail. <laughs> right, remember, like, you can win these tickets for uh, the, that Sunday thing, Summer Sunday. We've got someone who sent us this really brilliant email going, uh, like, remember, we said to win it, you want to ring us up and go, Wow, I'm Trevor Lott, or whatever it was we yeah. were on about then. No. <laughs> Well, we said something like that. It wasn't that. Stop leaning on that mic, Trevor. Never do it again. Crikey. So, like, uh, yeah, so we've got someone here. Caw, caw, I'm a guillemot. Caw, they've sent that. They've sent a picture of a guillemot. So this person. And, and then a description of guillemots. I'm, a, I'm penguin-like in appearance. Slim, pointed bill, dark brown head, and upper parts white, underparts lower faces white. This is a good description of a guillemot, essentially. And it's her name is Hannah, and she's on the phone now. Are you right, Hannah? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Oh, you're young, are you? Uh, I'm 15. Oh, to be 15. Mind you, I was depressed <laughs> and suicidal and obsessed with self-harming. Uh, hopefully you're probably a bit... <laughs> you might be a bit more upbeat. <laughs> yeah. You sound well balanced. Good to be you. So, um, you've won this thing, then. Brilliant. You can enjoy that. What is Summer Sunday, then? It's got those people playing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, by Richard Matthews. Yeah. That's good. How come you... Uh, what did you think? You listened to the show and you thought, right, I'll recreate that sound that they were making. Oh, right, um... Is that what, why? Because you've typed out the word, car, car. It's good, quite well phonetically represented, in my view. Thank you. You've done a good job. What do you, right, so from the perspective of a 15-year-old girl, what do you make of the show, Hannah? I um, absolutely love it. Do I, you? Yeah, I was, you read out my email on the show last week. Which one was that, darling? Um, Challenge Trevor, about the tent and that. About the yeah, tent? Yeah. What, what making him live in a tent in the studio, was it? Yeah, with the gravel and the pictures. Yeah, that was a good suggestion. That was a good suggestion. What did you think about us making him go out into the street and ballet dance and all that? I think it's cruel, but he deserves it, doesn't he? <laughs> it's cruel, <cool>, but <laughs> he deserves Hannah, it. why do you think I deserve it? Seriously, it look into your heart and give me a serious, sensible response. Why do I deserve that? Um, to be honest, Trevor, I don't really know. Your sonic enigma's a bit rubbish, though, isn't it? Yes, well done, Hannah. You're <laughs> the voice of reason. It took a 15-year-old out of the mouths of babes, Trevor. Look, that woman has named you as an incompetent goon. Quite rightly, <laughs> needed doing. Hannah, so you've got that lovely prize. There's, you can come down to the studio, bring bring an adult, because, you know, you know about Trevor Locke's reputation, I'm sure. He's a dangerous, dangerous. Oh, okay. It's oh, tiresome. It's really tiresome. It's not tiresome, really Trevor. Of course you can. Where do oh. you live? Brilliant. Where do you live, love? Lincolnshire. Yeah, bring like bring your mum and dad or whoever looks after you. Come down here. I was born in Lincoln. Brilliant. You call it born, Trevor. You were more creative <laughs> petri dish by a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Hannah, c yeah, come down next week. Bring bring some adults with you, though, All my right, love. All right, I will do. All right, Hannah. Listen, you. your enthusiasm is joyous. Get people to listen to the, to the podcast because we're trying to get it to number one. So uh, when we get to I'll, number I'll, one, I'll special blatantly party. advertised it on my MySpace. Well done, Hannah. You're an angel. Thank right, you. Thanks for the call, sweetheart. Stand the line right. and talk to a producer because then you can sort out coming down here. Okay, thanks. Right, bye, Treasure. Take care, bye. love. Right, okay, then what are we going to listen to now? Um, a trial about something. Ooh, oh, exciting! Mystery! <laughs> then we'll listen to some music. Oh, we listen to, we're gonna listen to Trevor's Sonic Enigma song. And then a bit of Zappa. Oh, a bit of Zappa today! We don't really need to listen to that Kirsten McCall song, do we? We don't know this. What do you mean? That's up to you. Do I don't listen? care. I don't know, I've never heard it. I don't know, have a vote. Trev! Your Sonic Enigmas are a lie! Yeah. That was an innocent child that you've enchanted, that you've gone to your spell, like Pied Pamp Piper in a tutu. And I nearly said Pied Pampers because I think what you've done in that tutu is disgusting. <laughs> Matt's phone may never work again. No, we've got our phone, we've swapped our we've phone. We've done a phone amnesty. amnesty. Yeah, I know, it's a joke. Frank Zappa, that was good, wasn't it? Brilliant, I love the that. slime thing. from your radio. I am the slime. Very honest of you to admit that, Matt. What are you saying, Trev? I'm just saying it's very opposite, that title, isn't it? Yeah, fade it out. Because I just won't be able to use this in the podcast. Um, what is Apple 
like you say. It's our episode that we're playing slime from the radio, isn't it? Well, it is from your perspective, Trevor. What we do is create art. What you do is create very nervous parents of teenage daughters somewhere in Milan, (laughs) I would imagine. You've ruined my Sunday afternoon. You One day off. You've ruined that it for yourself, Trevor. Unless you get caught up in that massage parlour for thinking, some reason, Trev. <laughs> Unless for some reason a visit to a massage parlour should start to consume your day. If you should start to look at it as part of your leisure time, your pleasure there, time, your this. little bottom treasure time. Mm. You could take off the puffball skirt to drive. I will take Don't off the puffball skirt. Let's make him go there, dressed like that. He's going to look nice, I think. I ID. Do I have any ID? Where, if, has my bag been ferried there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> has my bag been ferried there? I just don't know. Trev, it's character building. It's good for you, this, Trev, because you should have had a little stint in the army instead of laying in your bed coughing throughout your childhood like a wheezing little Nancy boy. <laughs> look at your little face. Do you love me, mate? I do, sometimes. Well, what about this time? I didn't love you last night when I was on that sofa listening to those sounds, clutching your cat for warmth. You shouldn't have been. The sounds were probably coming from the cat. He, he was off his food this morning. As if he were a poor thing, gargling, foaming, rabid, but somehow suspicious. You set the clock to the wrong time in your house to disorient people. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a crazy dolly esque theme park in there. You say, Russell, what, your clock's about 40 minutes fast. He goes, yeah, I do that so I'm never late, which he always is late. <laughs> It's good, because time's an irrelevance. Time's a redundant concept. If you want to be chained to these ideas, man, that's up to you. Yeah, but when you're sitting outside your house in a taxi, waiting for you, ringing your bell and phoning you, it's not irrelevant. Okay, I'm very very sorry about that. I've tried to be a good friend. Do your cultural review! That's a nice way. What a nice way to throw to it. (laughs) (laughs) Review! Mark, review culture! Mark Commode would never be treated like that. <laughs> You're like that friend! You're like Mark a Commode prince, you are. Do you think so? He absolutely Hell. strutting He's around his pathetic sulking, little kingdom. Because he can't I make out with the cookie girl because she's married. Yeah. Well, in a, in a I like cookie girl. She just said to me, I'm not married, and winked at me. Right! <laughs> <laughs> that cookie girl! She just doesn't find you attractive. <laughs> yeah. you know, some... Why have I not read about her in the Womanizer review then? <laughs> Woman found! Impervious to my. Have you got the cab driver, Steph? Oh, oh here he is. Come in, mate. I know. Bring him into the studio. That means my clothes. Come in, mate. My clothes Come in, mate. Sense. Talk to him like Hello. A Come and stand here, Robbie. My name. My name's Russell. Come right Come here. Come and talk to this microphone. <laughs> have, we, have we met before? Yes, yes. We have. Yeah. Um, right now, the, that gentleman there is Trevor. You see, Trevor? Hello. Right now, we would like you to ferry Trevor's clothes. Where are my clothes? To chariot. We've been hiding them from you, Trevor, because it took longer to administrate than we'd imagined. So, would you, there's a, a massage parlour called Chariot. And we want you to take the, these clothes there. Are you alright to do that? Well, we're going to take the clothes. Yeah, don't take Trevor. You'll be taking. Trevor will just, be going there just later. Take some clothes to that massage parlour and leave okay. them on reception, and then he's going to go and get them a bit later dressed like that. Okay. Yeah, look how he's dressed. It's going to be embarrassing for him, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is. What's your name, mate? Shahid. Shahid, I'm yeah. Russell. Yeah, yeah, we've met before, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this is a cookie girl. She's attractive, isn't she? Perhaps you'd like to give Shahid a, a, a ah, cookie. Ah, that's very kind of you. Shahid. <laughs> um, Lisa, this is Lisa. Lisa, this is Hello. Shahid. Hello. Competition Hello. winners. This is our resident poet, Mr. G. Uh, that's Matt Morgan. Fizz Avatar, Adam Producer. Hello. Competition winners, Chris Hello. and Steve. Yeah, that's you Matt. How do you know that the massage parlour has a reception? Huh? How do you know that this place has a reception? Just wander in. That it's going to be a reception. You think it's going to be a reception? Of course there's going to be a reception. There's going to be a big reception for you, mate. You'll get a 21-gun salute, I reckon. You could be blinded by your reception, sunshine. <laughs> Dear old Trevor. Yeah, we're gonna get, I think we'll have an opportunity to find out how he would cope with prison life, something that Matt was speculating on earlier. Yeah. But anyway, time for... Uh, you stay here with us, uh, Shahid. OK. Uh, Matt... Because no, <laughs> then Trevor will stop him going. No, he won't. All right, let's give him a minute. Take these clothes. 
uh, and give take them to uh, Chariot's massage parlour. Steph out there will give you the precise address. If they seem suspicious at uh, Chariot's, well, that's because they are. So, uh, um, have you been there before? We, we accidentally, well, accidentally. Remember we were next door. The... We were next door. There used to be a brothel next door to it. Oh, I see. You Me and Matt went to. Can I just say, I wasn't going because I was scared of sex. I'm not scared of sex. I just want to have sex with a prostitute. You got little coward. Wait for you, and you didn't even have the balls to do it. You came running downstairs, nearly crying. She was unattractive. She looked just like a bulldog out of Tom and Jerry. She was frightening me. Right, okay. She was no, no, it's nothing. Anyway, that was when I was on drugs, and I didn't know about prostitution being wrong then. So I was confused. Now I know that things are like that wrong. It's bad for women Shahid, and men or anyone in pockets. And I've done that already. Shahid, take those off to Chariot's Gay Massage Parlour. And don't spare the horses, my good man. Thank you, Shahid. Tell them that a man in a pink tutu will be there to pick it up later. Yeah. Pardon? You'll get the address in a minute, Shahid. Don't worry about the details. We're not. We're just good at the bigger picture. Round of applause for Shahid. He's a hero. Come on, the owl. Come on, the man. Okay, let's have Matt's cultural review, where Matt Morgan, the very antithesis of culture, reviews it. What did you do this week, Matt? This week, I went and saw Turandot, and that's how you pronounce it, even though it looks like it should be said Turando, yeah. with a lady. Yeah, because I overheard you. You're using Don't this cultural review as a womanising tool. Well, of course. Yes, you are, aren't you? <laughs> Disgusting. I have to go somewhere every... Like, I went twice on my own to things. No, you went with a bloke. I went once on my own, friend. once with a mate. Butch friend. This week... I've do you want to go with to... Trevor to Chariots, do you? No. Mm. Of course I don't. Probably <laughs> going to the opera with a young Probably lady. when you got there, go, oh, Mr Morgan, would you like your usual table? <laughs> Will it just be a rub down today, sir? I don't think they have tables there. Yeah. I don't know what goes on out, would I? Not that there's anything wrong with it, as we all know. So that was the cultural review. Very nice. Come on in, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, so you went to Tour and Dot with a, to, with a girl. You used it, where was it? Royal Opera House? Yeah, it was lovely. Nice there, Really nice, it? yeah. So what was the opera like? Coming in, review culture. You wanted the a cultural stories review. Stories good. But, um, what happens? The music's, like, Ness and Dorma is the classic song that's in it. That's good. You have to wait for that for ages, and then when it happens, it's only a little bit. It's not and that then long. there's an interval, and then they do a little bit more of it, and then it's gone. Break it up. They don't present it very well. I wanted opera's greatest hits on But there are other nice ones, aren't there? Not, well, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of madness. Because you happens? have to read the um, subtitles on the screen above the action. Yeah. Hmm. So if you, I, I kept forgetting about that thinking oh look at that man's mask and then getting sucked in and not knowing then what was going on the girl I was with turns to me at one point and goes oh it's so sad isn't it I didn't know what was going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's probably saying it's so sad to be trapped in an opera house with a yobbo what did you know. wear I wore a shirt what do you mean just a leather shirt. jacket shirt I looked cool yeah. <laughs> you did not I didn't cool. I, did, I, I did dress up first and f with proper shoes and a shirt and I thought no nah, what I you felt too shy to dress up people don't dress up that much there hmm. there's a lot of mad old people bumbling around there <laughs> Matthew, uh, them people deserve our, at very least, our respect. I respect them. <laughs> Where did you nice, sit? So. Which seats did you have? Pretty good. On the... S oh, yeah, I've got something to say about this, right? I've got an idea. <laughs> this is rubbish. You on, told me this earlier. The, on the uh, stalls. That's brilliant. Like the, Those the are really bottom, good seats. You know, on the circle, the lowest circle. Yeah, yeah. Quite, you know, really I've only ever seats. sat there twice. Yeah, oh, probably. Well, we banned the second time. No, 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 no. It's just difficult to get. What happened? Did you ruin the, the second seat with a fluvia? Did no. you leave someone's plasma fo coated phone? It's, the opera is expensive. Those seats probably cost about seventy quid. There. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so next time I, I use it as a womanising tool, I'm not going to say it's uh, for. I'm just going to say I've booked some tickets. Yeah, don't, yeah, Matt, yeah. don't discuss pr your predatory behaviour <laughs> on our radio show. <laughs> Do you want to hear my idea? Go on, let's watch your idea. I had to sit to, at one side of the stage with my head craned round oh, for like yeah. three hours, yeah. going one way, and I reckon, and 
obviously the place is uh, symmetrical, yeah. right? Mm. So I reckon you should get a ticket with a numbered seat, which is on one side, and you watch half of it with your head one Brilliant. way. Then your number it corresponds to the seat on the other <laughs> side, and you watch Baffling. the next half with your neck pointing the other way. Because that's I came out there with sore neck. It's, it's difficult to administer. That's brilliant. It's fun thing to do. Easier to just ban you from the. There could be a twinning thing, maybe sort of a dating service with the person that's got your ticket on the other side of the auditorium, and you go. Yeah. How typical of you to try and turn the rule. House into a place for cottaging. Perhaps I should have a glory hole oh, in the lavies at the Royal, Royal Opera House. Would you like that as well? Trevor, why don't you save these ideas for chariots? Yeah? Get it off your chest there. It's a tenner for a plate of sandwiches. That's reasonable. Are they nice sandwiches? Yeah, they're nice. What a great cultural review. Matthew, have you feel you've sufficiently reviewed culture this week? Well, not really. I think, you know. Well, I've what other points have you got to raise? Story or the music? Well, it's just it's too much, isn't it? You don't you clearly fish out of water. Right, well, the final word is it's good. It's, it's good. Nice thing <laughs> to there do. we go. We, rec we can recommend to our listeners that they go and see Tour and Dot at good. the Royal Opera House. <laughs> All right, it's happy now. <laughs> right, so we're going to do Mr. G now straight away. Right, yeah. Mr. G's here. He's going to do a poem surmising the entire show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Have you enjoyed the show this week? Yep, I've enjoyed the tutu. I've enjoyed the cookies. Yeah, it's been alright, hasn't it? We're getting treated. The cookies were really good. The cookies were a treat. It's just a shame that some of us couldn't behave professionally around the cookie girl and let our animal instincts get the better of us. I say, speaking for yourself as usual. I'm speaking for Trevor Locke, who's made a pink wigwam of his ballet tights. Okay, so let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay, this poem is on first love. She was the most beautiful sight that I'd ever seen. My eyes would boast total delight and revel in her gleam. I had fantasies of the ecstatic that plagued my mind with erratic thoughts of how to inhabit her space and time. Love, the stuff that dreams are made of. Trevor sees it as a mental illness that causes car crashes in the fog. Matt compared it to colonic irrigation, an empty feeling that leaves you aching while Russell exposed his mangled manhood to show us the pain of modern dating. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Love can have Change some people <laughs> love can have some people dancing in the street, sporting a pink tutu and ballet shoes complete. But for me it's a feeling that's unique for a special person that you're destined to meet. For nothing can compare to that first feeling of love. It's the stuff that dreams are made of, of which none of us can ever seem to get enough. Love. Uh, Mr. J beautiful poem. And I tell you what seems incredibly apposite to me is that I actually think I've fallen in love with Cookie Girl. I think G did that poem partly to make her love him. <laughs> <laughs> right. I suppose try our best. <laughs> G, you've, you've got a relationship. You've got a, your sex life's complicated enough. The anecdotes I listen to, you poor sod. Right. Okay. So should we wrap up the show? Right, this is the end of the show now. We've got yeah. no more time. We're no. going to throw it What a show it's been, though, Trev. Have you enjoyed it? No, I haven't. It's not, not over, over, not over Trev. Not over by a long chalk. Trevor, you better get yourself some recording device so I want to hear what goes on in that chariot. So well, if at any come, point. Why don't you come any with point, me? I'm not going because there. Yes, you again. are. You're coming with me. You've <laughs> <laughs> got a photographer lady. She can go with me. Oh, yeah, that's not going to cause a problem in a gay massage parlour. <laughs> For Christ's sake. You guys Matthew. are coming with me. I'm not. I've got a very important family. Me and Cookie Girl are going out. 
We're busy, Trev. People have moved on. You've got to let the show go. Kind to you yesterday. I don't have any. I've How are you kind wallet. to me? I've left my wallet at home. I would have gone home and got my wallet yesterday. I didn't. I ferried you around London and the east of England and then back home again. Slept on your sofa. I haven't washed. I haven't brushed my teeth. And this is. How is this kind to me? You sound just like you stank out my sofa. <laughs> You're an unwelcome guest. It's like having Oscar the Grouch in my living room this morning. The cat's never been the same. I don't see how I've benefited from this. Let's have a round of applause for everyone that's contributing to the show. Lisa Morris! Woo! Yeah. Mr. Yeah. G! Yeah. Cookie girl, I want That was a cookie monster in Sesame Street. I feel like that guy. And of course, Steve and Chris, our competition winners. It's going to be another fantastic show next week. Let's get our podcast to number one. Keep downloading our podcast, everyone. We've got to roar to the top. What are we going to play on? Kirsty McCall. This is the track that Trevor for Trevor's asked, Sonic Enigma. Never even heard. Trevor's never even heard it. Everyone got it. See you next week. Well, we won't see you. It's radio. Listen to us talking. Goodbye. Goodbye. Six music. That was just the podcast. Wasn't it real neat? Yes, we've decided we're going to buy a football and go and play in the park. It's good, isn't it, to do a bit of exercise? I think we really gelled as a side there when we were playing. We were, good, we? we were playing football in the BBC offices. There's a BBC. There's a floor at the BBC. It's got no people in it or no chairs. It's a waste of your license payers' money. Just but got we did play football there. Instead of a carpet, it's got oh. little goals. Yeah, little cardboard cutouts and doors. Wild, man. It's really spooky. It's really. It's like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, man, but with its feet on backwards and with a hard, stiff winkle, baby. Yes. Don't keep talking about the winkles. Why not? Because we were going to do a whole show. This Sunday without a mention of a wink. Do you reckon we'll be able to do it, Trevor? squeaked Why it out in the Dior end of the Because I like Dior. Let me have a look at it. Is this the thing with the flag on it? Yeah. Why have you always got that at the front? it. Because I like it with that at the front. It, it gives like it another a, facet. I've like got it. this necklace on. One bit's a Union Jack. The back bit's got this little sort of tag bit. The other if I bit is a plug necklace you chain. Matt, you've got a Union Jack necklace. You're a yob. I would, actually, because if you wore it, it would mean that. But me wearing it, it's ironic and nice. You disgust me. You're a West Ham fan. I don't even like football. <laughs> yeah, but I've never allowed it to creep into racism. I just judge people on whether or not they've got big boobs. Right, okay. That was the podcast. Got anything to add, Trev? No, I'm ashamed. I say you should be, you Trevor. You've got two 17-year-old girls that you live with, and quite frankly, you're ruining their childhood. One of them is 18, and the other one will turn 18 before this podcast yeah, is Yeah, but what, what would be nice is if you the insides could... of old women. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Both of them have got your ugly little babies growing in Stop their bowels. Don't be silly. You can't keep saying that. Have you snogged any of them? No. He has, Matt. I haven't. I don't snog any of them. I'm going around. I'm going to examine those girls. Yeah, why can't we, Trevor? young. He endeth the podcast outro. Bye, then. Love who? Do you love them? I do. <laughs> well done. I'm Matt. shy though. <laughs> Good to love people. Thanks for downloading this trial from the BBC. Find out more at bbc.co.uk/slash six music. BBC Six Music.